I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thank you for having me, Joe. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You are so welcome. This is exciting. This is so exciting. I'm brimming with excitement right now. Brimming with excitement. So... Well, we have a lot of background to, to, to offer, but before we offer all of the background that we have for, for what our show is going to be, I'm just going to bring in on our, bring in our guest, right? Smart. We have a guest. We have a, we have a guest on the show. Uh, our good friend, Tom Haberstroh is here with us. Tom, welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm assuming this is just payment for me editing your book this week, this past week. That is, that, that is correct. That is correct. This is, this is, uh. Well, wait, when, when you coming on here, like when, when I have had to edit your book. Yeah, I was about to say, that's, a, that's, like that doesn't, it doesn't work the right way. It, ha- it would have to be, it would have to be you cashing in a favor is what yeah. it would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but um, the idea of opening basketball cards with you guys, that is a real joy and a thing to look forward to. And so ah, I guess this okay. is better than any sort of payment you could have, you know, asked for is like, what, what? What do you want, Tom? What do you want? Uh, no, just it's fine. Just can I open old '90s basketball cards with Mike and Joe? That sounds. That sounds. All right, that's fair. fair. So just to be clear, the the gift to you isn't appearing on the show. It's the basketball card specifically. Yes. I get that. That yes. I get. That I'm. Al- a, I'll that allow is, that, that. That is that is fair. All right. So much to cover. Tom has already kind of given away all of uh, <laughs> our surprises, uh, including the fact that I am finished with my book. Mike, I wrote a book. Congratulations. A when book. did you decide to write it? It's It's been a little while since I decided to write this book. I've been meaning mm. forever to tell you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and now I wrote it. I wrote a book. I've uh, sent it in. Why We Love Baseball will be coming out in September. Um, assuming the publishing house d- doesn't read it and go, uh, no, which is, you know, you, you, you never know. Do you, you think, okay, so I contributed to this book. I, I wrote a, a small, very small piece of this book. Uh, and by the way, thank you for allowing me to do that. I got to write about my favorite subject in the world, the Boston Red Sox. Yes. But let me ask you a question. Do you think it's possible that the publishing company reads specifically my section and then <laughs> uses that to decide not to publish the book? Cause that would make me feel, first of all, I, I, like it would make me feel great. It would be so funny. <laughs> it would it would legitimately delight me if your career were significantly ruined. derailed because yes, ruined not ruined. Because I don't want your career ruined. I want it no, derailed because derailed. of my presence. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no. I I think there is a okay. Look, it's not a high chance. Thirty seven percent chance. Okay, they call they call me and go. 
what this this Mike Schur chapter is is so bad uh, that we yeah we are, we're canceling the whole project. Right. I don't want them to read advance. it. I don't want them to read it and say like we need to get rid of this chapter. I want them to no. read it and decide that the entire project <laughs> is so tainted that now we just have to throw it away and just throw eat the money, yeah. eat the advance they gave you. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is, like I say, no more than a 37% chance. So okay, that yeah. is one thing going on. The other thing going on that this is incredibly exciting, I don't even know how this all came about. This is this this comes from the mind of Mike Shore, where we decided that we were going to, well, for, well let, let's start with the easy part. Mm-hmm. Uh, people should know by now that we do this entire podcast uh, for various charities uh, we have our, our first charity was the uh, Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. We were happy mm-hmm. to donate uh, our entire proceeds to them for a period of time. Then uh, we did the uh, Veterans Community Project, Jason Kander's uh, wonderful uh, charity, and uh, and again uh, we donated our entire proceeds. So we were we were deciding what were we going to be our next charity. We had on the incredible Sarah Langs. Uh, uh, a little while ago and had her pick the charity. Sarah, uh, you, you probably know, was diagnosed with ALS and she chose the Eleanor and Lou Gehrig ALS Center in, uh, in at Columbia University as, as the charity. So we are donating our proceeds that we make from, from this ridiculous show that we should never get paid for in the first place. Uh, we are donating uh, all of that for a, for a period of you know three months, four months, or whatever it is, uh, to the ALS Center. So that's the easy part. We we do that all the time. Then we thought, you know what? This this is such a cool and important thing to us that we're going to try to create a fundraiser. Right. And and the fundraiser was created, I believe, this way. Mike decided he wanted to buy a bunch of old baseball cards. Correct. Uh, unopened packs of baseball cards. And he thought that the only real way he could justify it, by the way, it's, it's important to say, and you'll, you'll explain this to people. You are now at the addiction stage where justifications no longer matter. You there were the, at the beginning, maybe there was a justification. Yeah. No, no more. I, I feel as though I crossed a Rubicon at some point <laughs> where I had to admit to myself that it, this was no longer purely about raising money, but rather was simply an adult male of a certain age realizing that it was possible to buy old baseball cards that were unopened and finding that enjoyable in its own right. And now I am surrounded. You can't yes. see this. I, neither of you can see this. I am surrounded by piles and piles <laughs> Of old baseball cards. I mean, it's really gotten. Um, it's, I don't know what the word is. I, I I think it's uh, worrying would be the worrying. word I would use. Yeah, it's concerning. At this concerning. Point. Like my wife. At one point, my wife went into the kitchen and opened up our garbage uh, to throw something away. And what she saw was, I would guess, conservatively, two hundred and fifty empty wrappers of tops. <laughs> 1993, 1981, 1982, with 1982 gum. Fleer, and then yeah, 250 corresponding <laughs> sticks of 40-year-old gum. And she looked at me and said, "What is happening?" Like, and and it was the mm. it was the concern of a spouse that like I have rarely felt. Like, yeah. Yeah. In the 18 years we've been married, I don't think there have been too many moments where she was genuinely concerned about my health and safety. <laughs> but this is uh, this is up there. Like this is definitely now yeah. at the concerning, worrying stage. 
Okay, but it began uh, with good intentions. Began with pure and pure of heart, pure and good intentions of and, us uh, raising money right. for the ALS uh, ALCS center. The ALCS uh, center, where, where, where they study both ALS and uh, whether or not to expand to nine games. The, vi- the viability of a nine-game <laughs> playoff series. Yeah. So okay. So the, so then we were like, okay, we're going to open these old cards. And if we find yes. something truly valuable, we started with 93 tops. Okay, if there's a Derek Jeter rookie, we will auction that off separately or whatever. Right. And it, it's expanded and expanded and expanded. So now here's the situation. Uh, you should go to GoFundMe.com slash podcast. That's right. And, and please, whatever you have, donate a little money to an excellent and worthy cause. If you can. Then, if you can. Then, uh, if you would like, you can, go to, you can send an email to podcastraffle at gmail.com. That's right. And you can enter, just by sending that email, you you're can automatically enter, entered. You're automatically entered for one of several ever-expanding prize packages, <laughs> including uh, five lucky winners will get to choose any card that, that we have opened. Any card, except for the super, super, super valuable ones, the Ricky Henderson rookie that we found uh, in the pack of 1980 cards, stuff like that. But any card you want. And Joe Posnanski, the... 11-time National Book Award winning <laughs> author of the Baseball 100, which if you haven't read it, is a, it's a 4,400-page long tome uh, that uh, writes with essays about the 100 greatest players of all time. Joe Posnanski will write you a personalized essay about the player you have chosen That's right. on a typewriter. On so a it won't even be on the internet. You will be the only person <laughs> in the world to own this. So you, you love Jeff Rebelay. You choose Jeff Rebele, Joe Posnanski, uh, who has who has an EGOT. You have an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony, and an Oscar. <laughs> that is correct. Purely, that is correct. purely from your sports writing, which is <laughs> the right. you're the only person to have only that. Only sports writer EGOT. MacArthur Genius Grant Award winning <laughs> author Joe Posnanski will write you an essay about Jeff Rebele that only you will have. That's right. And 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 then you will also get signed copy of the Baseball 100, a signed copy of my book How to Be Perfect. You will get a signed copy of Jason Kander's book, uh, that uh, which you can get in which we highly encourage you to have him inscribe with the words "I fully admit that the song Centerfield by the Jay Giles <laughs> Band." What? Who is it? John Fogerty? Who is it? John Fogerty. John Fogerty yeah. uh, yeah. is it's, terrible. Is terrible. Uh, and you will get a signed copy of uh, Jonathan Igg's book, "Luckiest Man" about That's Lou right. Gehrig. That's right. And and you, you will also, get all this stuff. Oh, go there's ahead. There's more. There's more. See, the thing is, like, there's more. People keep constantly adding to the uh to the prize package you also will get if uh, assuming you want this you and, and why wouldn't you uh an ellen adair uh print ellen adair uh is uh, is a wonderful actress and and poet but she's also uh she's a sketch artist and she has sketched numerous baseball uh things including uh, great players like clemente and Jackie Robinson, but also she's a big Phillies fan, so there's some cool Bryce Harper stuff. You can we'll we'll give you her website. She is offered to uh, uh, give prizes to uh, to everybody. She will give you a a free print. You will get a wow. free copy of of, of one of her uh, really incredible prints, which is good. And and this is this is utterly the top the, the top prize. This well, I, I don't know. Oh, it if depends it's a, on how you, yeah. And I don't you know if it's going to be a prize. top prize or if it's going to. Uh, or we're oh, it's maybe there. this is. I thought you were talking about the. Are you about to talk about the Derek Jeter prize package? Were you about to talk? Oh no, about no, the, no. There also. Oh, there's is, a there new thing. A, I don't even know about well, there this. Is, yes, you. Th- there is a new thing, and and again, 
I, I, I'm reluctant to say it because if we if we say that it's going to be a prize, then we can't keep it, you know, which, which oh. feels to me like something we'd want to keep. Um, but we actually the so so let me say this. We have raised more than fifty thousand dollars. Whoa! Uh, for ALS, which is just uh, we thought if we raised like six bucks. I mean, we did we did not. <laughs> I thought we would raise like, more than six bucks for the record. But did I you? take your point. You're being hyperbolic. I take your point. I was being a little hyperbolic. I did not expect us to raise $50,000. No. And not only did we raise $50,000, but uh, the Topps Baseball Card Company itself yes. has, has raced in, rolled in, and not only are they going to make a big donation, but they are sending, and I'm going to read this to you because I cannot uh, believe it, they are sending us a 2022 Topps Stadium Club set, Okay. A 2022 Topps Archives baseball set, a 2022 Topps Heritage High Number set, a 2022 Topps Chrome Update set, a 2022 Allen and Ginter set, and a 2022 Bowman Platinum set. They are sending us all of these to give away either as prizes or to keep for ourselves. What you got to tell me? I will be keeping all those myself. Yeah, I think we should keep them. Never mind. You know what? They're not prizes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have to figure out what to do with those. First of all, thank you, Tops. That's amazing. That's great. Awesome. We love you, Tops. But also the top prize, what we think of as the top prize yeah. for this raffle is yeah, the Derek sorry. Jeter prize package. That's right. Um, which is a Derek Jeter rookie card, which That's in right. perfect condition is worth several hundred dollars. That's right. A Derek Jeter jersey that I own and don't want that's still in the plastic <laughs> wrapping. Uh, that's right. Because that I, I bought, bought it to you. do. You bought for me to do a different fundraiser at the beginning of COVID. And that's right. An autographed Derek Jeter baseball that my jerk friends gave me, uh, who are working on this TV show with me, because they knew it would infuriate me. And I was like, <laughs> "What do I do with this?" And now I know I give it to someone who wants it. So when you send your email to podcastraffle at gmail .com, if you don't want to be entered into the Derek Jeter prize package raffle, you need to indicate that. You need to write. I hate Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter sucks. So anything anti-Derek Jeter. I in love the Luis Gonzalez. Line. I love Tony yes. Womack. Whatever. <laughs> oh, this rem okay. This is the last thing. If anyone wants this, if you truly hate Derek Jeter, and perhaps you are an Arizona Diamondbacks fan, or just, uh, or just uh, uh, hate Derek Jeter so much you love remembering a moment where he was sad, I have in my possession. Both a Luis Gonzalez signed baseball and a Tony Womack signed baseball. And if you want those instead, I'll send you those. No, but, but those mean something to you. You want those. I would, But if someone loves the diamond, I don't love the Diamondbacks. I just love sad Derek Jeter. So my they were given to me as a present a long time ago. But if someone out there loves the Diamondbacks and that yeah. 2001 World Series was like the highlight of his or her life, and you would prefer the... Arizona Diamondbacks <laughs> package over the Derek Jeter package. I will happily donate it's those to the cause. It's too complicated. It's too complicated. No, it's not. It can't be complicated enough. And now today, <laughs> we have a whole new level of excitement because Tom Haberstroh, the Joe Posnanski of the NBA, I would say, yeah. uh, well, is going much to much more than that. Much more than that <laughs> is going to open with us some packs of old basketball cards that we have purchased. That's and right. if you are a bigger NBA fan than an MLB fan. You can choose, if you are one of the five lucky winners, you can choose one of the basketball cards we're about to open, and Tom Haverstroh will write you an essay about or, that or basketball player. some cool stats about the player. He's gonna or give something, you, yeah. He's going to give you something really cool, right, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to note that um, 
I, I used to do this thing, this segment that was on ESPN for a little bit um, called The Big Number. And it was, I would do like a video segment talking about a really cool stat about a player, about a team, about whatever trend that's happening in the NBA. And I will tell you now that I will commit to doing at least five big numbers. Whoa. Whoa. I know, I know. Five is a lot. But I will do at least five big numbers for this program to raise money for ALS because it's near and dear to my heart, a cause. And um, this is awesome. My question is directly very important. Yeah. Does this get me out of doing my no. essays? No, not at all. <laughs> In fact, your uh, terrible decision to volunteer yourself to do no, five no, essays no, no, is what has led Tom to, to now <laughs> volunteer to do five of his own. So, Tom, Tom, are you aware that it was going to be one essay? Uh, and then on the podcast, <laughs> completely just without any warning or anything, he suddenly just goes, five lucky winners are getting yeah. an S. It literally went from one to five just basically because. My- and by the way, Mike is still not volunteered himself. Yeah, I have, I'm not anything. doing anything for this. Yeah. It's an amazing grift what's going but on here. It's incredible. It's and I, I do like that now in where we've been friends for long enough now that I feel like there's an established bit that's happening which is essentially that i just drag you into scenarios that you don't want to be in at all 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 the time and i and i'm really happy with this bit and i it is going to continue until you because you're too nice to say i'm not wait stop the podcast let's record that re-record that like i'm not doing that you're too nice to do that and so now i know i have you and i'm just gonna put you into these scenarios as often as i can where you just have more and more work to do and I, ha- and I don't have to do anything. I think last week your book, um, Baseball 100, was 1,700 pages long. And then today it's now, according to Mike Schur, 4,400 pages long. Four- do you it have grows a-, a little bit every week, yeah. You have a sick fetish, it sounds like, Mike, to just inflate as much as you can the workload of Joe Posnanski. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty now, much, look, when Mike's not giving me COVID, he is... Which he I is did making, do. He, and not... Borrowing money that he refuses to pay back. Correct. He is finding work for me to do. To be fair to me. Wait, hold on. To be fair, I also, every time we do this, I inflate the number of awards you've won. I make (laughs) you sound sound better and better. You make me sound better than I actually am. He's just ego, not EGOT. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we should should point this out. And this is is so great and why one of the reasons it's so great to have Tom on this podcast. Uh, ALS is, of course, a very, very important thing to Tom. Tom was part of the group that um, got baseball to to create a Lou Gehrig Day, uh, which is one of the coolest things that I think baseball's done. And obviously, you you know your entire group playing a huge huge role in that happening. Um, I mean, I know ALS is very close to your heart, so I mean, I I know that that in addition to look, if we asked you. You would you would do this for us, but I know that this is something that's very special to you. Yeah, um, I'm holding a Lou Gehrig Day baseball right now in my hand. It's uh, it's pretty remarkable that it actually happened. It it was it born out of a few years ago after my mother was diagnosed with ALS, which she still is fighting to this day. Yes. Um, last night I had my daughter's sixth birthday party, and uh, my mom got to watch her blow out the candles, which was really special. ALS is, um, there still are no cures or treatments, effective treatments for ALS. And so we were sitting here, my brothers, um, in the ALS community that are as amazing and enthusiastic. And it's such a 
just devastating disease, but the people around it and the people who are diagnosed with it seem to be heroes before they get diagnosed. Uh, Sarah Langs is a great example of that where she is the the biggest baseball fan anyone knows. She loves baseball more That's than right. anybody. And for someone That's right. with that much of a brightness to her heart and to the world to be afflicted with this disease, this disease is simply unfair. And so what we decided uh, a few years ago was we need, it's way overdue, to have an established Lou Gehrig Day in baseball. Um, and we just got told by so many people, like, it just will never happen. It's just a lot of red tape, all this stuff. And we eventually got it pushed through um, thanks to a lot of folks with ALS um, who are still with us today and those who have passed who were part of the committee. I want to give a shout out to Adam Wilson, who's still with us and still yeah. part of the, ba the basketball initiative that we're starting off. Um, and my mom uh, married a huge Red Sox fan. Um, she, she likes baseball, but she loves basketball. And so... The fact that I'm being asked to join you guys today to open up some basketball cards <laughs> is wonderful. She's a woman who uh, would go to all our basketball games in high school, and she was known around town as Patty Pink Pants because <laughs> she she would walk into the gym in these like pink, bright pink jumpsuits, and just the whole town loved it um, right. at all our basketball games. So it is a great pleasure. Uh, to be here raising money for ALS and doing it with you guys. You've done an amazing job. Uh, Joe, when you texted me about it the other day, um, it was just, you were, you were like gobsmacked that we hit like 20,000 20, or 25,000 on the yeah, fundraiser. Yeah, that's what it was like, 20,000. And now we're yeah. above 50, and now we got big corporate tops coming in being like, you think that 50 was cool. <laughs> Wait till we send you all this stuff and uh, make a contribution. So thank you. That's so great. It's so great. And by the way, I am reminded, we are people are constantly offering uh, prizes to, for this thing. I mean, it's been amazing. We've 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 had thousands. We are now in the thousands of people who have uh, who have signed up and sent emails, Incredible. and a lot of them are just basically sending emails with with uh, sub line, sub you know subject lines that basically say Derek Jeter sucks. Yeah. Yes. Jeremy Giambi was safe. You know, all that. Like that all, <laughs> which is, it's been great, which has been great. But we also have had people uh, send in and say they want to be a part of it. And if, uh, we we simply don't have the, the manpower to go through them all. But I did see one. Uh, right now, uh, you can't see this, but Tom is wearing a hat with the number four on it uh, for, for Lou Gehrig. And the person who made those hats uh, has said that he would like to donate five hats uh, to as prizes as well. For nice. This so, honestly, we can't... You know what? We're going to probably stop even talking about the prizes because... Let's just say you're going to get a box of stuff you have no idea what. It's, it's going to have I, so much stuff in it, you know? I think that what, what will ultimately happen here, and then we should open some basketball cards, is yes. we will write up an official list. We'll, we'll try to... I don't want all of these prizes to be given to only five people. We should spread right. them out. So what we'll do is we'll take all of the stuff that people have volunteered and we'll come up with some number of prizes that's larger than five and yeah. we'll lay out on Joe's Substack and elsewhere what those prizes are. It'll So it'll, you know, 10, whatever, five people will get a hat. Five people will get a copy of a, some kind of book that you can inscribe. Five people, and then there will be yeah, the big we'll, prizes, we'll which will be the essays and, and the Derek Jeter stuff. We'll spread it out as much as we can because... We really would like to thank everyone who has oh, uh, already participated in this. It's incredible. It's insane. Yeah. You, and by the way, great thing. 
I think this, by the way, the the fact that we're just expanding this and getting more prizes gets me out of doing these five essays. <laughs> Does not. Very... No, that's incorrect. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what we're opening today. Yes. We are opening basketball cards. So now Tom and I, uh, I, I got for Tom a packet of, I think, 10 or 12 completely random basketball cards from, I right. think, the 80s and 90s. Great. Uh, I got the same packet for myself. Mike, what are you opening? Okay, I have two things. I have a box of Topps of Archives. Of like, he has more than one he, thing. Oh, he's, he's got, got oh, more yeah. than two, yeah. dude. I've I mean, got more than two, yeah. On his desk is like 12 different <laughs> well, boxes. Well, we don't know that he has 17 <laughs> in his closet right now that he's waiting to open after <laughs> the show. I have here a factory sealed box of Topps the Ar- Archives, the rookies, in quotes. So basically the deal was... Tops was out of the basketball game That's for right. for many many years. So and then when they jump back in, they released this set called The Rookies, which is basically covers this 10-year period between 81 and 91 when they weren't making cards anymore. And uh it's it they're not super high value or anything. This was not an expensive item to buy. Um, but there should be basically like every rookie, every rookie who entered the league over a decade is probably in here. So I have that which will be fun. We love our our tops people, by the way. But that is, that's it's hilarious. That's, a, that's hilarious, right? That's, yeah. That's that's like the old uh, Captain Crunch, where it was uh, uh, no. Oops! Uh, oops! All oops! All berries. <laughs> yeah. All my, I was yeah. just yeah. thinking that, Joe. I was like, this reminds me yeah. of Captain Crunch that only sold the berries. They were like, forget yeah. the oops rest all, of there was stuff. A, We're gonna the, just do the, the well. The backstory. The backstory. There was an actual uh, narrative there, which was there that's was right. like a ma- the malfunction at the factory. <laughs> And they, and they only got berries and like, oh, what do we do with them? We make our own. I mean, that's not that's not true. That's just oh, what they I don't said know that on the that's box. Not true. You yeah, it might have been true. true. The other thing I have is a box of 1994, 1995 Upper Deck sealed uh, oh. Series 2 with, the with Sean Man. Kemp on the front. Um, so uh, so I think I'll just oscillate back and forth. I'm going to open these shrink, both of these shrink wraps and we'll just oscillate back and forth and open as many cards as we can. Well, great. I am looking at ours. I, I don't know if, if, if uh, uh, for Tom it's the same thing. I've got five different, five or seven or eight different kinds of cards, including one college basketball, collegiate basketball. Oh, yeah. wow. So, yes. Yeah, so there's all sorts of weird stuff. So we're just opening and we'll just say whatever it is. And Tom is uh, going to give us several out. fascinating facts about every single On every weird single player, player we that, we, that we pull out. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first because I want Tom to, to follow up and then and then uh, and then Mike and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna open up this Skybox Series Two inaugural edition. So I think this is Skybox 1990 Pride of Durham, maybe? North Carolina. Yes, Skybox. These cars can't be worth anything, can do, they? Do you know the story of Skybox? I do not. Let's hear so it. So Skybox is part of um, a subsidiary of a cigarette company that when cigarettes started becoming out of fashion and realized like no one's going to be smoking nearly as many cigarettes, they decided to rebrand one of their departments as like, let's just get people hooked on baseball cards, maybe? <laughs> and Fantastic. Mike sure is a living example that this is actually possible. <laughs> that they that this was a good idea, yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, so Skybox, I think, is it's from Durham, North Carolina, in a big tobacco road. And uh, they have a bunch... I have a bunch of Skybox here, so you're going to open yeah, up a I've pack of Skybox I'm, cards. I'm going to open a pack of the, uh, of the Series 2 inaugural edition Skybox. <sighs> All right. Here we go. 
Michael Cage. I mean, right off the bat, oh, yeah. we're getting Michael Cage. That's. Oh. I mean, that's <laughs> Michael Cage. There are. Go ahead. Michael Cage is. I think. He's from San Diego State. He's one of the Aztecs. And I know this because yes. Kawhi Leonard is the only player to ever graduate from San Diego State and have his jersey retired. And I was like, well, who else went to San Diego State? And it turns out Michael Cage went to wow. San Diego State. But we need to get that guy a, a, a jersey retired. He played like 15 years in the NBA and he didn't bought. He's the only one before Kawhi Leonard. Brian Sipes' jersey's retired at San Diego State, so I've got to feel like if Michael Cage was equivalent to Brian Sipes in the NBA, I got easily. Think. I've yeah. always said you can you can back me up with this. I've always said that Michael Cage is the Brian Sipes of the NBA. <laughs> you you have said that. You have said that. All right, I'm going to roll through a little quicker. Wes Unseld, we got as as a coaching Ooh. thing, and the great thing is on the back there are quotes. They put a quote on the back. So here's the Wes Unseld quote. We made some positive moves during the offseason, acquiring <laughs> Purvis Ellison to help this club, but there are still some holes on this team, and you can bet that general manager John Nash and myself won't be patient in filling them. We got a few scores to settle. Wow. That is, Whoa. That is the most awesome thing I've ever seen on the back of a card, and he was totally wrong. Uh, they did not actually. Uh, no. Are the are – the, are the, uh, I guess they were, they were, oh, they were the bullets still. They were still the bullets. I right? just want to say that this is the second time in four hours that Purvis Ellison has come up in conversation. Cause I opened, I, I, this morning on the Lebertard show, I did a top five list of top five guys that I bet you forgot were once on the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I'm in a real Sacramento Kings kick right now. Never nervous Purvis played on the Sacramento Kings. Whoa, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, that's awesome. But I did not expect way, Purvis Ellison to come up <laughs> twice in my day-to-day. <laughs> Tom, are the Wizards slash Bullets the saddest organization in the NBA? Well, it's pretty close with the Sacramento Kings, right? Um, yeah, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. anymore. The Kings are kind light of the beam, Haverstro. Let's do I this. I think it's the single greatest thing in sports is light the beam. Uh, it's the stupidest, dumbest, like, gimmick. <laughs> possible but it works as soon as it happened i said why doesn't every team do this and i think because i know um the the kings needed something they needed something to turn all of the bad luck and the injuries and the terrible coaching and the terrible players to come through that organization they needed something to just offset all of that and a beam shooting through the sky makes some sense i went i was at the king's grizzlies game the other night my buddy and i went up specifically just to see that game they blew the Grizzlies out. Granted, no John Moran, but they blew them out. That team is legitimately fun to watch. Keegan Murray is great. Yes. That guy's yep. going to be a huge star. And the crowd started chanting, light the beam with five minutes left in the game. <laughs> and it was legitimately <laughs> thrilling. And then when Malik Monk came up for the post-game interview, we were like hustling outside because we wanted to see the beam get lit. <laughs> what I didn't realize is they have the like player of the game hit a giant button. There's like a <laughs> countdown. They hit a giant button and that's, ostensibly what lights the beam and then i went then we ran outside the whole crowd i swear to god thousands of people standing outside taking pictures of that of a beam That's shooting gorgeous. up on the, into the sky it's legitimately cool the kings have totally surpassed the the wizards the wizards are the wizards are, wizards are the worst now yeah I, real quick i just wish that we do more of those buttons and uh props Love because you know remember when uh conan had the uh walker texas ranger lever yeah yeah. Yes. <laughs> and there, it didn't Hilarious. need to have a lever. Didn't need it. 
you could just say, all right, now we're going to go to Walker's run the clip. Run yeah. the clip. But the fact that there was an actual lever next to his desk that went to nothing, obviously, yeah. uh, made yeah. the, gim- the, the gag just so much, the bits so much better. So much better. And to that point, at the beginning of every Kings game, there's a giant Galdang cowbell that's wheeled out to the <laughs> middle of the court, and someone gets the crowd, gets the game going by like rocking the cowbell back and forth. And guess who rocked the cowbell at my game? Mike Bibby. That's who oh, you want to see when you go to a Kings game is Mike freaking Bibby walking out to center court in his enormous, weird, post-career, swole yes. body. <laughs> he, he looks like, like he just should be in the, the WWE. Ju- yes. <laughs> it's insane. So I, I felt like, man, my buddy and I wanted to get the Sacramento Kings experience. We got the Sacramento got Kings the experience. They scored, experience. They scored 133 points. Mike Bibby was there. The beam <laughs> got lit. They hit 10 threes in a row in the first quarter. It was fantastic. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. All right, I'm going to run through it. Tom, stop me when you have something to say. Tom Hammonds, Jeff Greer, another reference to Purvis Allison. Oh, my God. Get out of here. (laughs) Ah, Horace Grant. Horace Grant. Is he wearing his goggles on that photo? He is not wearing his goggles. It looks mm-hmm. like he's about to get a shot blocked. Yeah, he's one of <laughs> five players who have played against both LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Whoa. Wow. Can, you, can you name the other four? Um, yes, but only because I've been working on this. Um, there's Carl uh, Malone and Charles Barkley played in 2003-2004 season, but actually didn't play against LeBron James that season. Okay. Um, ah, there's go. a few others. Kevin Willis unsurprisingly, I think uh, he might sure. be still in the NBA right sure. now. Uh, he played till he was like 47 <laughs> years old. 47, that's right. And uh, so he also played against Kareem. All right, and Darryl- Udonis, Udonis Haslam <laughs> at age 41 played against Kareem. <laughs> yes. And now at age 88 is playing against, is playing against LeBron every night. Daryl Walker, uh, Skywalker there. Uh, Greg Dryling, Larry Drew. Larry Drew. Todd Murphy. And then here's a great card, just Denver Nuggets. That's all. That, that's <laughs> Denver. Just Did they not Denver, get the license to use Denver Nuggets players? They were like, ah, oh, we forgot to put in that They're paperwork. Like, yeah, all of them are the same. No, it's Denver a team Nuggets. card. That's a cool, but that's the cool Denver logo. That's the it weird the throwback. Cool, I like, like it. I yeah. wish they would go back to this logo. Actually. I do too. Mm-hmm. Um, Arm and Hammer Gilliam, excellent. Yep. Uh, nice. With the, with the Hornets. Uh, Alexander Volkov. Lionel Simmons, how about oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. And Vert and Vern Fleming. That's a good. That's a good pack. That's right a good there. pack. That's, that's a was Lionel Simmons uh, Loyola Marymount? Yeah, I believe that's right. Right. That's wasn't he on those? Uh, wasn't he on the? Uh, the wasn't he on the Hank Gathers team? Am I? Am I? I might be completely I mean, wrong about he that. He went to Lasalle. Right. It turns out. Um, oh. He went to Lasalle, but you know who was on the court for the Hank Gathers collapse was uh, Eric Spolster, the coach of the Miami Heat was Whoa. playing for Portland, Portland State, and was on the court literally when that happened. So it's just a weird... Who, who was the star that played with him, though, on the same team? Who shot the free throws left-handed after yeah. the... Oh, um, it was... Uh, oh, hold on. I'll get this. I'll get this. Uh, People right now are shouting yes. at their, oh, at their phones, at their podcast devices. <laughs> Wasn't Lionel Simmons Lionel Little Train Simmons? I think I'm getting that wrong. <laughs> I would love that to be true. <laughs> so okay. Was... 
We'll find Thomas, if for those, this is an audio medium, but Tom is killing himself that he doesn't have this. He's in his pondering. Right now. He is pondering. He's, Tom, it's time for Bo you to Kimble? open some cards. We'll it? look it up for you. Bo Kimball, my, I think Bo is right. Bo Kimball, very okay. good. Okay. Yeah. I'm there. Very good. That's right. Woo, that was close, guys. I don't know why we had Lionel Simmons and Bo Kimball confused. They're I don't nothing either. alike at all. So. No. All right, do, Mike, do you want to open cards first, or do you want Tom to open up? Tom, go ahead, man. All right, I've got this some is all you. upper decks. These these are pretty. Uh, 91-92 NBA Basketball Edition, 12 cards per pack. It is tamper-resistant, this pack, it says on the top. Mm, that's important. Oh, yeah, because based on random, how many people. Random, random sequencing. Wait, you, it's tamper. I have a joke. I have a joke. You want to hear my joke? Let's hear it. Uh, it's tamper-resistant, which means Pat Riley can't illegally consort with these <laughs> cards before Tom opens them. <laughs> Oh, this is good. <laughs> By the way, r random sequencing on these cards, which is which is nice. So far, so far, that's nice. Yeah. How how right, was well, the random sequencing on your Don Russ 1981 baseball card? Oh like? my god! <laughs> I literally. Oh, by the way, one of the prizes we give away. I was. I said at one point, I'll give away five. I, I'll Russ give away five packs. I'm not kidding. I'm giving away an entire box, 36 a, packs of cards, because I I need them box. out of my house. Yeah, I need them out of my house. They're so hilariously terrible. I want someone else to have to experience the pain of opening. 36 packs of 1981 Don Russ. It's so great. All right, we have Chris Dudley here, who oh, sure. uh, once got he, into what, a fight which... with uh, Shaquille O'Neal um, by throwing a basketball at him. Um, mm. didn't Chris, didn't Chris, isn't Chris Dudley a, uh, an Ivy League? Yes, he's a Yale. Yale. Yeah. Yale. There you go. Uh, Boo. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear my dad. Um, so, so what's interesting about this one is that, like, it's never good when there's so many people in the card picture that yeah. you don't know who who's it about. You know, that's never. You don't good. know which one is Chris Dudley. Yeah, <laughs> there's John Concak who could pass as a J Chris Dudley back there. Yeah, the, he's the one that's falling at the at the time. Like that doesn't seem. That he's great. the one that is unsuccessfully <laughs> attempting to make a low post maneuver. <laughs> Chucky Brown. Ken oh, Chucky Brown. Kenny NC State. Kenny Gaddison. Charlotte, former Charlotte Hornet, Kenny Battle. Yes. There we go. Kenny Battle in that classic Nuggets uniform. Mark sure. Price. Mark Price. There we go. My hero. Mark Price. Um, when people say who who is Steph Curry before Steph Curry, if you watch Mark Price play, he could shoot the heck out of the ball. Great handle. That's right. Um, he is one of the great candidates to be the Steph. If he played today. He'd be like not only Damian Lillard type, where it just he had incredible range. Tom, Super underrated. Did, I'm, I'm so happy that you said that because when Steph Curry started making an impact on the NBA, I went to visit Mark Price to talk to him about Steph Curry. So there you go, just great minds think alike. But just an incredible, incredible shooter, and what like a 90% free throw shooter, 91% free throw shooter. Yes, yeah, incredible. He um. Right here, it says here on the back, uh, Price set a Cavaliers record for best single season free throw percentage, 901 wow. in 1988-89 wow. wow. season. That's fantastic. Terry Cummings. Awesome. Uh, Terry Cummings. Yes. Uh, he, um, he's with the Spurs in this picture here, and great hairline, like embracing the ball, kind of Clyde Drexler-esque. I don't know if yeah. we, it, we do that enough these days, is embracing the ball. Um, Stacey Le King. LeBron sure doesn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy King, uh, former Bull. Stacy King, uh, Oklahoma. Great on the air too. Ken Norman. 
Ken Norman here in a Clippers jersey. This is pre-Steve Ballmer Clippers, Downster and Clippers. Uh, we've got... <laughs> Mark... All right, so we have a Bill Lambeer <laughs> card here. There's a T-shirt. There's a T-shirt of, have you hit, hugged Bill Lambeer today? I need to know more about this. There was a campaign. Wait, of, on the what? card there is? On the back side of the card. There's a there's a picture of a T-shirt that says, "Have you hugged Bill Lambier today?" Yes. Like wh what? Was what there the a thing hell? about this? <laughs> Have you hugged? Now I mean, Mike wants that shirt. I kind of do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bill Lambier, in my childhood, the most hated player in the NBA. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right? Was there who else was even in that category? Well, I know a lot of people, so you wouldn't have because of Boston. But a lot of people hated Kevin McHale. Sure. Kevin McHale was, was very much hated. And then, of course, you know, I mean, uh, Christian Leitner, like, came in yeah. so hated and then, and then brought it on with him into the NBA. But Lambeer was hated for, like, all the right reasons. Like, he yeah. was, he like was started really fights good. And stuff. Yeah. Started fights, but he was really good. You hated – you knew he was going to find a way to beat you. He was, like – AJ Pruszynski was like the like the yeah the, uh, yeah the Bill Lambeer of baseball. Uh, you've always said that. You've oh, I can said, back uh, you up on this. Look, you've always said that Bill Lambeer was <laughs> the AJ Pruszynski. Sometimes you would say something like Brian Sipe is like Michael Cage is the Brian Sipe <laughs> of basketball, and I would say sure, but AJ Pruszynski is the Bill Lambeer of baseball. Yeah, yeah. We've always we've both always said those things. We've always said that. Always. <laughs> so the last one in this set here I'll mention is Tom Chambers, who once dunked a basketball so hard that like it looked like he dunked on someone and he just kept getting higher. And I think there's higher? some physic physical like warp <laughs> that happens when you dunk on someone and sometimes you just like go higher. You guys know what I'm talking wasn't about? Wasn't Tom Chambers in one of the early dunk contests? Slam dunk contests, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. Was. I thought he was. Wait, yeah. what was his nickname? He had a nickname and I forget it. And he, I, I, Is it on the back of his card? Um, I don't know. According to Basketball Reference, uh, Tommy Gunn and Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it was, Ken. Ken Chambers. His Ken. name was Ken. Oh, my God. Ken I Chambers. How we called him Ken, yeah. Is that because uh, he looks right. like know, a Ken doll? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, Tom Chambers. Mm. Shouts to Tom Chambers. Very all right, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open a pack of these Topps Archives. NBA basketball 14 super premium guys. These are Ooh, super premium picture cards. This On the top exciting. of the unopened case, there was a card that said master photo, and it's just a picture of James Worthy for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, it's, the, like it's a, the master photo they yeah. used for, for oh, that It's thing. some kind of contest you can win. Now, like is the original. There, is, are there any valuable cards in the packs that you're opening? I, there I looked very cards? briefly on the internet. I'm not sure. Any any su true star players, uh, I, I'll keep aside. But I, I don't believe that this is an especially valuable set. I and could please be wrong. remember, you can absolutely, if you would prefer to get a basketball card, or or are we just giving out five basketball cards also? Since we'll have to, Tom's, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have we'll to do have some to work, out, work. We'll have to work to out all the prizes. Out. But there'll be lots of. Okay, so the first card here is John Stockton, but it has the same uh, layout as the 84 Tops baseball cards. Look <laughs> at that. Oh, that's kind of cool. That. That's a great card. That's pretty cool. Wow, that's yeah. a cool card. Yeah, I'm into this. I don't know what so wait, I don't so know what all of are all of them using uh, old Tops baseball cards. Yeah, it looks like they are. Yes, oh, they are. Look. Here's Lafayette Fat Lever in the 1982 Tops baseball layout. Oh, that's These awesome. rule. These cards are amazing. <laughs> I love this already. 
Fat lever on the trailblazers. Fat lever. Your wife is that's, that's super your head. Oh, I love these. I need to get more. <laughs> Honey, good news. Yeah. They're basketball players in baseball graphics. It's amazing. Honey, can you believe it? Look, it's it's Lafayette Fat Lever, but it's a baseball card layout. Here's the number one draft choice card of Brad Doherty. Oh, looking, number looking, one overall pick. Looking, Look yeah, there it is. Look at that. Now, I don't recognize this as a baseball card layout, so maybe that's its own thing. Maybe, the, yeah, the number one picks might Speaking be Speaking of handsome devils, Rick Fox. Ooh, yeah. Oh, Look yeah. Rick Fox Talk about the, Fox. On the Celtics. You know? Yeah, man, oh, man. <laughs> Easy on the eyes, that gentleman. Uh, here's Dennis Scott, and this is a baseball card layout. What is that's like the '89 or '90 tops that looks layout? Like the nine, yeah, that's. I think that's it's the '90 tops layout. Top, yeah, all right. I love, I love tops archives <laughs> cards. Hot Rod Strickland. Oh yeah. Okay. That's a, That's the that. What is that? That's the '88 layout, maybe. I think. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, that looks like '88 or '89. Yeah, Look at Gary Payton. You know, 80, yeah, 88. Gary Payton on the Supersonics. Oh, very uh, nice. Now, we're all agreed on this Zoom, I would hope, that if there is an NBA expansion into Seattle, they have to use that name again, right? There's that's no right. other name that they use. No. Right? That's correct. Absolutely not. It has to it's, be. It's like a, okay. the Charlotte Bobcats. You can't, can't do yeah. that to, the, yeah. to Seattle. That's yeah. right. And I want more uh, reference points to Supersonics in full, right? Cutting it off at Sonics, totally. No great. good. It, you can good. call them the Sonics in casual yeah, conversation, sure. but if the official the name of the team has got to be the Supersonics. It's got to be the Supersonics, absolutely. Here's, here's Pooh Richardson. Oh, yeah. That's there's a Pooh. Name That's on a the Timberwolves. Multiple players named Pooh in the NBA. Pooh Jetter, also um, a Pooh that is in the NBA. And, of course, when I was a kid getting these cards, of, uh, that was like my favorite card was the Pooh Richardson. Of course. Yeah, no question. Uh, oh look, another Lionel Simmons. Hey! Oh yeah, there we go. Our there first. We go. <laughs> oh look at. Oh. See, this is rules. Look at this. Here's a Mark Eaton card laid out like a 1982 yes. Topps baseball card. This is my favorite set of cards. Now this is, is incredible. Mark, what is Mark Eaton doing in that picture? It looks like he's doing an, a soccer throw-in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what. Oh, you know what? It's an outlet pass. It's a. It's a. That's what it is. It's like a fast break <laughs> outlet pass. Seriously. Okay. How yeah. bad do his armpits smell in that picture? Oh, oh brother! <laughs> also, the in, the total amount of material contained in his shorts is roughly the amount of material in like a dentine gum wrapper. Look at that! And he's like he's seven what, seven four. What would Mark Eaton be in today's NBA? Uh, he'd be in the concessions, probably. Unemployed? Seven foot four, a block shotting machine, and there'd be no use for it whatsoever. In the it'd be NBA. too fast. The league is too fast. I mean, it's too well. It's too fast, and nobody shoots down low anyway. Like, I mean, you can't guard anybody up at up at the at the. I'm now. Line. I'm enjoying the the thought of Mark Eaton in an off season in like 2018. Thinking like, well, if I'm going to survive in this league, I got to learn how to take threes. Yep. <laughs> and just like threes. spending the whole summer just like out at the perimeter. Like, let's see if I can do this. Come on, Mark. You can do this. We can learn this. Just trying to become Wembanyama overnight. Like Brooke Lopez didn't shoot any threes for the first like 10 years of his career That's and right. was not yeah. a good shooter and was classically back to the basket post guy. Yep. And then now he's one of the... Uh, best three-point shooting big men ever, and 
He's a defensive player of the year candidate. And it's just two different players. It's not the same person. So I'm convinced it is not the same person. It's not just because Can't he has be. a brother, Robin Lopez. It's wild to see teams still leave him open. They still leave him open. They want him to take that shot, and he just very happily it's does like, it. It's it's muscle memory, right? I mean, they're yeah, just sitting there like, I saw you with the Nets. I mean, that's uh, like they just, they, they're just still looking It's back. one of the reasons that the Rudy Gobert trade made zero sense for the Timberwolves was like, you can't have that guy on your team unless he can do what Brooke Lopez now does, you know? Right. So I see what's going on here. So on the front is a picture of Mark Eaton, I believe from his rookie year. And okay. then on the back, there's another picture of Mark Eaton, which where he very clearly has aged a great deal. So it's like they're using a rookie photo on the front because this is the rookies in quotes. I like this. I yeah. like this. And they're yeah. dating and then on the to back, when his rookie year would have been. Oh, that's correct. good. That's correct, yeah. So here's Greg Anthony. Very clearly a rookie. And that Gary Payton card, if you look again, well, yeah, here it is. Like this is that's Gary Payton's rookie year. Look at him. He yeah, looks yeah. like a, a he looks young, like a twenty twenty one year old. And then on the back yeah, looks he's very older. polite there. Oh yeah. And here's Derek McKee in the eighty seven tops wood paneled uh layout. Very nice. These very cards nice. rule. I don't care very if they're not <laughs> worth anything. These are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great spandex too. All right. The that, that era of basketball just had fantastic little tights, you know? I, we need to bring that back. The, all the players now they have like full leg length tights. You know, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. They got to bring wear back those the, compression pants. Yeah, yeah, the compression pants. You got to bring back the the short uh, spandex. Uh, it, we you know who spandex. is le- you know who's leading that charge? Well, not short spandex, but short shorts. It's Emmanuel Quickly wears like old timey like eighties length shorts, and I That's I awesome. great I greatly appreciate it, and I'm glad yes. he does it. I'd love it if we found out that he was a big John Stockton fan. Like, ah, just a big John Stockton <laughs> fan. That's why I wear short shorts. Uh, all right. I am opening up what looks to be like the 1990 NBA Hoops official basketball card. It's just Great. the official NBA Oh, those are card. super ugly. Those are the ones with the, like, arc, uh, the arch at the top, Yeah, they're I think. the arch. They're like, we, got the, yeah. we got the arch. Oh, they're so ugly. There. These are the they're, ugliest cards ever made, I think. Yeah, they're they're not. Well, Hey, no, Mike, we might be us. able to get them to sponsor this show, so let's not be too harsh <laughs> on the NBA Hoops. Hey, listen, no judgment. I'm just saying that NBA Hoops back then, not an attractive Terrible. card. Yeah. You got Mark Price again? 81. 81 Donruss. Yes, we start with Mark Price. Ah, Danny Shays. Mm. We got a little Danny Shays. Uh, I actually did an event with Danny and Dolph Shays, his father. Uh, it was a, a event. I think it was at the. It was at like a. It was like for Holocaust Memorial Day or something. Yes. I think. Oh my God. Yes. Because uh, why else would you be hanging out with uh, the Shays family? With, <laughs> with the Shays family. Uh, Steve Johnson was an expansion expansion draft choice. You know what you want to do to make the cards even uglier? Just put a yellow banner right across put, the put middle. Put what of looks them. looks to be caution tape across <laughs> yeah. the middle of the card. Watch out! <laughs> don't don't get near this card. I like. They could just say draft choice because you know expansion draft choice is a little bit different because it's it's just kind of yeah. like the forgotten players around the league. And now it's the least valuable guys on every roster right. got drafted. In that. Just put draft choice. It's got to be no, expansion. It's expansion draft. draft choice. Oh, that's sad. Paul, Paul Pressey was a heck of a player, right? Yeah. Paul Pressey was really, really good. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, look at this. Scotty Brooks. We got a young Scotty Brooks uh, card there. Mm-hmm. Looks exactly uh, the same yeah, based on you holding that up. Like, has he not aged. one bit at all. All right, Billy Thompson, another Armin Gilliam card. We can't get enough of those. Ah, here we go. A little Scotty Pippen. Oh, okay. Ooh, that there might be go. worth something. You have two Scotties. Got- Think about that. You got Scotty Brooks and Scotty Pippen. <laughs> we have cornered the, the market on Scotties in the NBA in that. How bag. about this, though? Now we're beginning to go. So Scotty Pippen, one of the all-time 50, right? He's in the 50 right. greatest. Yep. David Robinson also in the oh, 50s. Look at that. Wow. Well, well, what year well. is this? That's not a rookie, is it? I don't know. It's a 1990, I think. I, no, I his rookie, he, he had a card in the 87 Fleer set, okay. I'm pretty sure. But who's counting? Um, okay. <laughs> D- Derek Harper. Derek Harper. Yes. Wayman Tisdale. Mm-hmm. Ah, Easy Ed Pinckney. There, there's a little Mike blast from the past from his old Celtics days. Alan Lavelle, level, oh, Mark Allery, an old Duke player. And then just Bill Jones. Just Bill Jones. Bill Jones. Just, just Not even playing, just his... uh, one of those media day shots. Wait, I'm wrong. Out? I'm wrong, guys. The 80, the the 89-90 season was his rookie card, it looks like. The 1990 Skybox card. Show me, show me that card again there. It's not a Skybox. It's a uh, Oh, hoops. it's NBA Hoops. Wait a minute. So there is an NBA. Yeah. I'm holding. Yeah, that is. His, I think that that is his rookie card, I believe. For uh, wow, all right. Yeah. So does that have any value whatsoever? The admiral. It looks like a great, a graded ten card. Wait, is he holding up his jersey in that card? What's the pose? No, he's holding up a basketball. He's just shooting a free take throw. It, taking like. a free throw. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I see, I'm seeing that card on eBay for ten bucks, but there there is another. And it looks like there's another NBA hoops card, eighty nine ninety set that is his rookie at a. PSA 10 of that card is uh, 400 bucks. Holy cow. Whoa, Pretty good. My yeah. mom, um, interesting, interestingly enough, loves David Robinson because she thought that he had the sexiest shoulders of anyone in the league. Very, very mm. specific thing. I, I, your mom wasn't the only one that thought that. Uh, I think we all thought that. Handsome gentleman. Great, very just, handsome and, gentleman. And, and great shoulders. Just just great, great, great shoulders. shoulders. I've always thought of of uh, Dwight Howard as having the greatest shoulders of all time Ooh, in the NBA. Good He's one. a guy good that uh, is 6'9". People think he's huge, but he's 6'9 and was four-time Defensive Player of the Year award winner, and mostly because he just had enormous frame. Like, his his shoulders yeah. were huge. You yeah. couldn't move him, and he could jump he out of the He was also a—he was a freakish athlete. Yeah, he could, he could do—he could do anything. Except shoot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Except shoot. So. <laughs> I'm learning now that NBA Hoops, Joe, is a, um, a subsidiary of the Skybox. Oh, there we go. There Look you at go. This. On the back, it says Durham, North Carolina on this pack of Skybox. Durham, here. North Carolina. I love it. All right. So I got 93, 94. We're moving up a little bit here. 
Okay. All right. I'm looking at that. That's this side one here. Is that what that one? Series two, the official NBA basketball card. Already okay. seen. We got AC Green Jr. Ooh. I Didn't love know that it. there was a senior, uh, but AC Green is a junior, believe it or not. Um, I did not know that. He's kind of the Lou Gehrig of the NBA, right? His his consecutive game streak was like across 12 seasons or something like that. Plus, isn't he a weird dude, man? Like an interestingly interesting guy. Yeah, there's probably a whole other podcast we could do about AC Green. Um, John (laughs) Conkak. Oh, John Conkak, Atlanta. A little Hawks action. This guy, there's no way he could last in today's NBA. I'm just looking at his face. Uh, David Wood. From uh, he was oh, not Mike drafted. was a big Mike was a big David Wood fan. I was sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a falling out with David Wood that we need to hear? Yeah, I can't really talk about it. There's still legal proceedings going on between me and David Wood. Right, we, Poor David Wood. We got Kenny Norton Norman again. Trevor Wilson. Uh, don't know who Trevor Wilson is. LaSalle Trevor Wilson was a pitcher for the Cubs, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Um, Bobby Hurley, former Dookie. There's Bobby Hurley, sure. Fat. Once again, we got Pooh, and then we got Fat again. John Conkak, another one. A fifth anniversary little flashy gold medal. Ooh, a little coin on the upper right-hand corner. Did John Conkak have the kind of career that he had a fifth anniversary, would you say? Like... Did he deserve a special gold foil thing? I, I, think I would so. imagine that's fifth anniversary of the company, right? Not fifth anniversary of John Conkak being Let's in the NBA or something. Let's not get lost in the details here. Let's just imagine <laughs> that they were like, you know what? Five years since he's you know we need to, You know what we awesome. need to celebrate properly is the John Conkak's fifth NBA season. <laughs> but it is. Who was it that... Who was it that Don Russ put Mr. Baseball on the bottom of his Re- card? Reggie Jackson, not his nickname. <laughs> For no reason at all. That's what they, they said. We're doing a fifth anniversary John Conkat card. We're just doing I, it. I have, I have two John Conkat cards here. One has got the gold emblem and one does not. <laughs> so Yeah, that's like there's like a special. So they clearly had that year, like special like edition. You can get all of, I'm sure every card released had a smaller number of the same card with the fifth anniversary foil in the upper right-hand corner to make That's it a right. little more special and valuable. Okay, uh, we've got Scott Haskin here, who's, uh, it's a rookie card. Scott Haskin's rookie card. Uh, for, sure. Former 14th pick by, uh, by Indiana. I will say he's listed on the back as an aggressive center selected as the 14th pick. Mm. I thought that I thought that's what his calling card was was his aggressive. Famously, yeah, he was yeah. Uh, he was known for Scott his aggression. Haskin, sure, that's all you thought about. Um, Some teams were like, "Should we draft that guy?" He was like, "No, no, too aggressive, too aggressive, <laughs> too aggressive." <laughs> we have a special here: the horizontal NBA card. Ooh, we got Derek Harper, the Dallas Look Mavericks. Look at Derek Harper. NBA scoops. How about that? That's Look at a, that. That's a, that's a cool angle. It's not yeah. a great picture, though. No, but it's, it's a cool, cool angle. It's above for those of you who can't see, which is all of you. It's all of looking, you. it's looking straight down at the basket as Derek Harper is looking up at the yes. rim, kind of. Sort of. Yeah, it's. Look, yeah. He's getting beat by it. Looks like Tyrone Hill here, which is embarrassing. Like if sure. I'm going to be on a basketball card, can I at least be doing something good rather than get be beat? Or if me? you're going to get beat, it should be Jordan or Dominique Wilkins or something. <laughs> yeah. Like right. 
We've got <laughs> there's four five trivia questions on the back of this card. I don't know if you want me to pick one randomly and see if we can get it. Pick a random trivia Please question. Do. We're ready. Okay. This player is the all-time leader in points scored for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. A <laughs> as of uh, what year? Let, let me let me let me say let me say the answer is not the person who is actually the leading scorer for the Dallas Mavericks. No. Correct. It's Mark Aguirre. I'm gonna guess it's Mark Aguirre Ooh, at the time this card one. came out. Mark Aguirre, don't confuse him with Mark Mugwire. Uh he's this he's Letter C, option C on this. Uh, there's also Brad Davis, A. Yep. Uh, B, Rolando Blackman. Blackman, Blackman. sure. C, Mark Aguirre. And D, Derek Harper. I'm going to go with C. No, I, think I think it's, it's Mark Aguirre, right? Yeah. And they yeah. don't have... Who, a, was, who was option A? Because that was the one it's definitely not. Br- Brad Davis. Brad Davis. Yeah, Brad Davis. It's definitely not Brad Davis. All right. I'm, mm, I, there's no answer key here, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> 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 I don't know how to go to the internet to look up who was the Dallas Mavericks leading scorer in 1992. We have uh, Lucius Harris, a rookie card, and Greg sure. Graham, rookie card. Oh, Greg Graham, yeah. And, of course, everyone's favorite villain, in addition to um, uh, Bill Wennington, not Bill Wennington. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leave Bill Wennington alone. Um, Rick Mahorn. Right here. Rick oh, Bill, Rick Mahorn. Bill Lambeer's running mate in the uh, in the Bad Boys. By the way, Bill Weddington also once a Sacramento King. I learned that wow. from my research. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. How about that? Bill Weddington. Bill Weddington is St. John's. Yes. Yes. That sounds I right. Say, but yes. I believe he was on that St. John's team with Chris Mullen and Walter Mully. Berry. Hank. I could be wrong about that. All right. I'm going to open a pack of 94, 95 upper deck cards. Oh, now, so these are not as valuable as they're going to sound, but there's a lot of really good rookies here. This is Grant Hill's rookie year, Jason Kidd, Chris Weber, Anthony Hardaway. There's a Shaq card in here. Nice. Uh, that's not his rookie. Jalen Rose's rookie year. Mm. Uh, there's like, there's some, there's some really good rookies so in pot- these packs. There's some potential value in these. In these there's cards. some p- potential value. I don't think it's enormous, uh, but there's also a card, the card that we're really looking for is Michael Jordan then and now. And I don't know Ooh. what that means, but apparently there's a card that says Michael Jordan then and now that's very wow. valuable. So okay. let, that's it's what we're like pulling a before for. But I kind of also just... Like bald now, but back then he had hair. Like I guess it must be, right? But we're also... I also kind of just want a Penny Hardaway rookie card. I think that would be cool. Well, sure you do. All right, here we go. First card is Johnny Newman. Oh, Who's yeah. you, right? Sure. Right. Was that... These are... These are elaborate cards those are nice cards yeah here's uh james robinson it's kind of hard to make out the name like the names are kind of buried on these things i don't know if i like the i don't know if i like the design but it's it is elaborate yeah jason williams not white chocolate Mm. but uh the other the other the other jason the other perhaps less for less less uh fortunate james uh, (laughs) yes bill cartwright here's another bill cart so here's bill cartwright also getting no, I thought he was getting beaten. He's not. He's, he's taking the shot. I thought for a second he was getting beaten on a layup. No. I'm wondering if you guys this know is Bill- the, the story about Robin Ficker. Does that name ring a bell to you guys at all? Robin Ficker? No. He's the world's most foremost heckler in the NBA. He used to heckle M- Michael Jordan uh, row behind the Chicago Bulls bench and would just read the very unpleasant passages of the Jordan rules by Sam Smith. He would read passages and just wow. just yell at Michael Jordan to the point where Michael Jordan just laughs at the bench. And Charles Barkley, Barkley hired this man 
to sit behind Michael Jordan in the 1993 NBA Finals in Phoenix so that he could just get inside the head of Michael Jordan. We talk all about this on the Basketball Illuminati podcast, which you can listen to right now wherever you listen to podcasts (laughs) because of the whole Shannon Sharp, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, LeBron James weird thing, the heckle thing that happened uh, a few days ago. So if you want to learn more about this legendary heckler, uh, who called Larry Bird Larry Nerd and just got lots of laughs after that. Oh, yeah. devastating. Wow. Yeah. How did Excellent. Larry Bird ever recover from that? He never did. He actually washed out of the NBA and everyone <laughs> that really was the end of his. That was the end of his career. Yep. Yeah. People no one talk ever heard about from the him back again. injury and all that. No, it was Robin Ficker calling him a, a nerd. Yeah. Look at Benoit Benjamin. Uh, disastrous Clippers uh, draft pick. Yes. Uh, Benoit, Benoit Benjamin uh, looking pretty old in this photo he's 21 yeah, and that, really. he was actually 22 years old at the time yes, exactly right. uh oh kevin duckworth that's a great name yep. kevin, oh, I duckworth. Love kevin duckworth fantastic sure. yeah here's marty conlin i don't think i remember marty marty conlin, conlin. yeah yeah <laughs> uh i don't really have another very smooth stat about marty conlin but yeah he did exist in the nba he existed he, he Khalid Reeves. Uh, here's another former Sacramento King, Wayman Tisdale. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wayman Tisdale yeah, played go. for the Kings at one point. There you go. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the freshman of the year in college basketball is the Wayman Tisdale Award. I think that's right. I think yeah. that's right. He was a I think it's in the in Oklahoma. The, in, I think in women's basketball, I think it's Tamika Catchings, I want to say. And in men's basketball, it's Wayman Tisdale. That that's right. pretty cool to have an award named after you, man. That's cool. He was. That's how good he was. He's in the College Basketball Hall of Fame, I believe. Elmore Spencer, another Clipper. He is not and in the College Basketball Hall of Fame. No, but I will say <laughs> he I have went an update to UNLV. Here. Okay. Mark Aguirre is not the correct answer for the Dallas mm. Mavericks all-time leader in points scored. Oh. It is Who Randall is it? Blackman. How about, wow. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Well, Mark McGuire wasn't with the was wasn't with Dallas that whole time, right? Because didn't he come over in the? Uh, yeah, he went to, he the, to Detroit, the Detroit or? Bad Boys like at the end there. So right. he um, he finished his career with the Mavericks with thirteen thousand points, and Blackman had sixteen thousand, and combined they do not match Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> and and in like four years, Dirk Nowitzki won't match half of Luca. Yeah. Uh, here, okay, so here's a then and now card, right? It's not Michael Jordan; it's John Lucas, who is the coach of the 76ers at the time. Wow! But I get it. So it's on the front is like an old black and white photo, and on the back there's his current present day photo as a coach. It's a cool. It's a cool it's, looking card. Kind of cool. No yeah, it's a cool looking card. And then the last card is uh, Eric Montross. Oh, yes. Carolina's there you finest. go. Yes. Another another card with like eight guys in the picture, one of whom has his the his jersey name is facing the camera, so you really really should be that guy's card. But no, it's Eric Montross's card. <laughs> Eric Montross. That was the best they could do. All right, I am opening up what I think is 1991-92 by the way, what do we think about like the NBA and the NHL having the two-year, you know, obviously their their season goes over two years, but like I kind of hate this it. is a very baseball baseball writer. Uh, yeah, no, it's a very much here. of a baseball thing. It's like you look, you say '88 uh, Dodgers, you know what you're talking about. You say '91 you know, whatever bulls. And it's like, well, well, you mean 91, 92, you mean 90, 91. Like I, I don't like it. I will say it makes it also harder to, fu- to figure out what is your rookie card because 
they'll say like, well, his rookie year was 89-90, but that means his rookie card is 90, but there's also a 90-91 card. <laughs> like it makes it, it does make it more annoying it, to try to figure that annoying. stuff out. I think it's annoying. All right, but here we go. In the 90-91, so here, I've just got this weird, no idea why card of two Hawks standing next to each other. This is an NBA draft checklist, and on the back is the um, draft. But only for some reason, it's it's. They didn't even a, name who are those two Hawks? Yeah, I I don't. You can, who who are those guys? I I don't even know. Who I they can't are. see. Yeah, I I don't know. I, is that I, Kenny Smith? <laughs> I have no idea. I know that that was the year that the Hornets took Larry Johnson number two overall. I don't remember who was picked number one that year. So maybe. One of those guys was the number one pick from that year. So what year? What year Hawks. is this? And I think uh, Larry Johnson was the number one pick for the Hornets. So that could have been. Let's see. Yet they rank him at number two. They put him at number two. I don't think Larry Johnson was the number one pick. I think that the Hornets had the number two pick, didn't they? Maybe I'm it's wrong. A, it, it is ninety one draft. Uh, Larry was number one. Number two is Kenny Anderson, pride of Georgia Tech. Um, so that's must be Ken, one of those must be Kenny Anderson because the Hawks took him right. The shorter one, the shorter one is Kenny Anderson, and the taller one is someone else. All right, I, you know what? I don't think that's what cards were supposed to be. Where you're like you have to spend ten. Who are, who are these guys? It seems like cards have basically one job, right? <laughs> to name the player, and you know who they're talking about. Yes. All right, the Chief Robert Parrish. We got a yeah Robert card. Yes, here we go. Was Robert Parrish the most boring dunker in the history of the NBA? How dare you? Oh my How gosh, it was just like dare Barry. you say that? He, that man is a saint. <laughs> I would take that as a compliment. He's just very efficient. Like He's not going to burn any efficient. energy. He was just the chief. He just didn't worry about it. He was just standing underneath, and Bird would throw something over the head, pass to him, and then he'd just dunk. That would be yeah. it. He just reached his arms up and dropped the ball into the hoop. Yeah. Michael Smith of the Celtics. I don't. I don't need to tell Mike about Michael Smith of the Celtics. <laughs> uh, Mark Aguirre, who we now know, was there we go. Not, not the thing. Okay, this is a great. Always pack. lived in Rolando Blackman's shadow. That guy. It's really sad. <laughs> uh, you know this is a great pack. You know this is a great year because there's another Robert Parrish card. In oh the same wow, the pack. chief. Yes, that man is a saint. <laughs> he is getting to be less and less of a saint. Jim Peterson of the Warriors back in the good old days of the Warriors. There was not any ever a basketball player named Jim Peterson. Jim <laughs> Peterson is, is a no. Jim Peterson is a sales representative for AutoZone <laughs> in St. Louis. That's not Jim, an NBA player. Jim Peterson was a six foot ten center. Went to Minnesota. Yeah, I don't. He's currently the Minnesota Timberwolves broadcaster. Jim Peterson is he? Is he really? But he also works. I at stand AutoZone, corrected. So... By the way, by the way. <laughs> By the way, that totally doesn't have to be true. If you had told us he's the, now the Timberwolves podcast, we'd be like, yeah, okay, that's that sounds fair. right. Yeah. That, 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 that figures. Yeah, Jim. Jim Peterson just got just got a, uh, a plaque for being at AutoZone for 25 years, <laughs> and let's give it up for Jim Peterson. Congrats, buddy. You earned, you earned that plaque. Willie Anderson of the Spurs. Mm. Uh, we, got a little Ken, we got a little Kenny Williams, a little Kenny Williams action there. Uh I literally cannot open a pack without getting an Armand Gilliam card. Wow. <laughs> that, is, that is literally never going to happen. One of the prizes, if Armand Gilliam is your favorite player, one of the prizes should be an Armand Gilliam prize every, package where you just every, get every single Armand Gilliam every card Armin that we Gilliam opened. Every Armand Gilliam card we get, which is going to be a lot. Uh, I get another Tom Hammonds card, another Purvis Ellison That's card. That's number four. So, never nervous Purvis. <laughs> so... 
Purvis Ellison and Armin Gilliam pack is coming your way. Uh, and, and, a, and a Terry Porter. Terry Porter always looked to be about 50 yep. when he was playing. Yep. He yep. But a fine, but a fine, went fine diapers part. to just you look like he's 50 years old. There's no <laughs> in between. 50 years old. <laughs> All right. I've got a – let's see. Oh, man. We've got another NBA Hoops, which is a product yes. of Scott. <gasps> First one, guys. Look at that. Yeah, wow. Jordan. MJ. Jordan. Michael Jordan. Okay, that card is that card is valuable. I'm just telling Every you. Every Michael know, Jordan I, card I, is I, valuable. I, keep every, keep that one aside. Put what that one aside. So wait, what I year? Like, let me let me, I'm like a, I, let me I look get it a bomb up. Squad over here to like grab this card. <laughs> on the side, you, you know what? You give that to me. I'll put it in a in a little wrapper, and uh, we'll because we're going to auction off cards that have some value. We have. We bought. Joe and I both bought some. We bought some top loaders. We can we can sell that in. But wait, let's look it up. What year is that? It's NBA hoops. What year? Uh, are we ninety, about here? I want to say. Yeah, it looks like this. It's got the silver outline here. Yeah, it's the it's the one with the horrible uh, church window shape. All yes, right, that card is not valuable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but still, let's get the bomb squad over here. What is it worth? Come on, it's got to be worth something. Uh, it looks like that card. Well, okay, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. It depends on the condition. As, but as I'm, as oh no, it, no. Well, maybe it is. May, yeah, this is like potentially a two to three hundred dollar card. No. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Wow! Well See? done. See? See? How about that? There you go. Pretty good. There we go. Okay, we got to figure a way to like transport this safely. This card. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of sales for for PSA 10, which is a rare. Grade. Yeah, we, you really, we don't know. You know We'd we have don't... to grade it to see if but, it's but um, but there's yeah, there's sales of like three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars for that card. Yeah, pretty cool. But it, isn't it I mean, how much better can it be than just freshly opened? Like can it You would it, think? You well, would think. it's it's not but I've learned a lot, a lot about this. It's, it's yeah, how it's cut, ahead. it's the corners, it's is there a residue on the card, is there is the image blurry, is it miscut, is it off center, is whatever. So it's not just that it's new, that it's newly opened. It's also they have they examine it with like a micro micrometer and determine the, the width of the borders and all this sort of stuff. Micrometer so, is not a real very, thing. Yeah. You just made that up. Okay. Um, okay. A Alex English. Here we go. The pride of oh, Columbia, South Carolina. Another Hall of Famer right there. We've got Mark Bryant with an amazing uh, spandex repertoire right here. Look at that. <laughs> yes. I love that we're doing look at that like anybody can see it other than us. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I just want people. Oh, yeah. See, I, I opened this card and it's got a little bit of a dent on the corner, not like the Michael one. All right. Roy Tarpley. We have Roy Tarpley here. See, that Roy Tarpley there card is not worth as much as it could be because of that dent in the corner there. Uh, Patrick Ewing, all-star card here. Oh, all-star East very pack. Nice. Wow. Very nice. Very nice card there. This is a good pack. Kurt Rambis. Heard. Oh, now now it's a really good pack. Oh, By yeah. the way, also once a Sacramento King. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Here we go. Jerry Sloan coach card. Uh, the coach rare coach Jerry card. Sloan. He uh, R.I.P. Jerry Sloan of the Utah Jazz. Antoine Carr. Sure. He was also a Sacramento King. Let's rank. Wait, before you continue, let's rank all time NBA Antoine's. Ooh. Okay. All right. So Antoine Walker, number one. Antoine Walker. That man is a saint. Um, who once said <laughs> that I take threes because there are no fours. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I did a study on this. I, I tried to find who has taken the most three pointers without actually getting a four pointer, and it turns out it is Antoine Walker, whose famous quote was that he shoots so many threes because there are no fours, and he literally has the record for most threes without a four pointer. Um, wow, uh, Antoine Carr has got to be number two, don't you uh, think? Jameson, Jameson's up there. Jameson's got to be up there. What about Antoine Wright? Mm, yeah. Okay. I I think Jameson out, outdoes Wright. He might be. Yeah, he does outdoes Wright. Yeah. No, I would say so. Uh, Ant- Antoine Jameson used to write Fiji on his shoes because he loved the bottled water so much, and he wanted his <laughs> jumper to be like water, so he would write Fiji on Ooh, the side of his shoes. Sure. Uh, sure. Oh, the densest beard in NBA history. It's Mike Woodson. Yes, Woody. Mike Woodson. Fantastic. Solid. Also a former Sacramento King. Um, I'm just saying that now. I'm just saying that about every player. <laughs> this is uh, Mitchell Wiggins, who I believe is the father of Andrew Wiggins, an all-star for the uh, Golden State Warriors. And here's another one. Tom Chambers dunking all-star card. Tom Chambers, nice. there we go. Roy Hinson, who has a little bit of a jacked um, jumper here, but it's okay. Sure. Uh, Mel Turpin. Oh, Dinner Bell Mel, there we go. Now we're talking. Yeah, uh, former Wildcat, <laughs> Kentucky Wildcat, uh, being guarded by current Miami DJ. He, he, he and Cycli. Sam Bowie were, uh, were, I believe, the twin towers of that Kentucky team in those days. Mm. Yeah, Mel Turpin, by the way, he's that is prime. If if anybody wants uh, a good, solid uh, Tom Haverstrow thing on Mel Turpin, that card is of Mel Turpin in his prime shape. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you just did a great endorsement for me to do a big number on Mel Turpin here. You need to do a big thing on Dinner Bell Mel, man. Come on. Oh, that's great. All right, so the last one is uh, center slash forward. They couldn't decide. Should we make him a center? Should we make him a forward? We can't decide. We're going to put both on this card. Mark McNamara, former California <laughs> great. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's that's what kept Mark McNamara from becoming a star was confusion. Got a Michael Jordan card, guys. We got one. <laughs> that's, got that was Jordan. cool. That was legitimately cool. That was you just awesome. pulled up Michael that was Jordan. Awesome. Uh, real quick before I begin, a micrometer is a gauge that measures small distances or thicknesses between its two faces, one of Ooh. which can be moved away from or toward the other by turning its screw with a fine thread. Mm. Just wanted to clean that up. Stay correction around the house. When I was challenged mercilessly <laughs> by Tom Haverstrow. Just... All right, I'm going to open another pack of these archives cards because I'm sure. into them. Here we go. The sound. This has been the only sound in my house for like. A I gotta week. believe even sound a Michael of... Jordan archives card has to be worth something. Well, I th- again, I think basically every Michael Jordan card is worth something. Worth and I, something. I think this. Yeah. I think this is one of these deals where it's like the car- cards, like all collectibles, are worth whatever anyone will pay for them. And I think there's right. so many people who are so enamored with Michael Jordan that getting, they're that there's. I'm, you know, I'm not getting the the smell. The 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 fresh oh, yeah. basketball car baseball well, card smell as much as I thought I might, but there yeah but so much of that is gum so much of that is like well the, the smell cardboard. with baseball these cards are, is like mold on the cardboard right mold so like the cardboard <laughs> these yeah, basketball cards are glossier and kind of exactly, fancier so you might quality, not get that yeah um, all right number one draft pick Ralph Sampson oh, oh there we wow. go very nice Twin is he the best. Number fifty in the in NBA history, Gotta or is go, Greg ooh. Kite better? 
I think it's got to be. Uh, I think it's got to be David Robinson, Mr. Shoulders. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. Um, check this out. Right behind that number one draft pick, Akeem the Dream Olajuwon. Yeah, that's oh pretty cool right there to get you, both of there those. You got the you got the twin right towers there. right there. Wow. Pretty, that must be intentional, right? They must have done that intentionally. I'm sure they did not. That is wild. <laughs> Here's Michael Williams in the uh, 80, whatever that is, 89. 80, That's a sweet-looking jumper. Layout. Look at that. Hey, Mike, do you think um, when you said former number one overall pick, I thought you were going to say Purvis Ellison. <laughs> I was so rooting for it. I can only hope that there will be a Purvis El- another Purvis Ellison here. This is my favorite card we pulled so far. This is if you if you are out there and you want to enter this raffle and you're looking for a good freaking big number essay by Tom Haverstrow. Here's a Spud Webb card in the 1985 Topps oh, baseball dunking over layout. The back. Yep. Dunking over a reverse dunk by Spud Webb. This rules, man. I hope so no one chooses good. this because I want to keep it. Spud. You want to keep that card. Spud. And look, Webb. here's the number one draft pick, David Robinson. Right, oh, but there we go. Now we've now we've really we did uh, it. We got the rookie. We've really guy. done what, it. What kind of hat is David Robinson wearing in there? That's a good question. Looks like he's about to pitch. Yeah. It, it look. It's got scrambled eggs on it. I think it's a military hat. Okay. Or maybe it's not. University of. I can't quite make it out. Um, it's it's not a good photo. He looks. His eyes are half closed. Look, he's like. <laughs> They, they, come on, come on! They couldn't guys. get a better picture they, of the admiral. Gotta be such a he's beautiful wearing, specimen. He's he's wearing like a crummy T-shirt with Chuck Con with the uh, Converse on him and a, and a weird hat that <laughs> no one can decipher. Come on, guys, do better, do, do better, better. Tops rookies. Come on, come on. Here's, <laughs> here's Sam Bowie in the '84 tops. Oh, baseball wow. layout. Pretty Put that cool. Right next to Dinner Bell Mel. We've got Look at this Michael James, Bowie. Got James about the Akeem, James the Worthy. James Worthy in the 82 Tops baseball layout. This, these cards card. are incredible. That's I can't believe I, I This card rules, man. Is that another The backs are not super attractive, but No, okay. they're all they Well, the 82 Tops had fake autographs across them, so I'm assuming they're just uh, doing the same thing. What would the world do now? What what would Twitter do on NBA draft night the day that Sam Bowie is chosen ahead of Michael Jordan? Yeah, man, you know, oh it's kind of Darko, but Darko wasn't ahead of LeBron, right? It was Darko no, was ahead, not of ahead of LeBron. Dwayne Wade right. and Chris Bosh. It wasn't the same thing. No. No, because no, it's like that now you, it's easy to go look backwards, right? Because you're like, oh, Markel Fultz was taken before Jason Tatum. But right. at the time, those seemed like equally potentially good players. It's only, it's only when – and I, I bet that even at the time it was like – well, no one knew Jordan was going to become the greatest who had ever played no, the game. No, but he right? was so great at Carolina. He was so dumb. I mean, like, he was on the cover of the sporting news as the next Dr. J. Like, that was – Yeah. Everybody knew he was going to be great. And Sam Bowie was hurt. Yeah. Like, his whole well, college Fultz career would be a good comp hurt. there because he's also just constantly hurt. And – Yeah. Um, and I'm not equating Jason Tatum to Michael Jordan, but there – there is a comp there in terms of, hey, he just never fulfilled his potential, not because he wasn't good enough, but because he's just hurt. And yeah, I, Bowie uh, was hurt in college. Like, he was hurt before they ever <laughs> got him. It, it was, what a bizarre thing. Anyway. For the record, I am equating Jason Tatum with Jordan. I think Tatum's better. <laughs> Here we go. Um, the Spud Web card has been immediately displaced as the best card. That, oh, no. Took that long, huh? Because here's, here's a 1982 Topps baseball layout. 
Dominique Wilkins. Oh, oh yeah. Look so at great. that. So Look great. at that. These cards, I can't I know I'm a They're broken so record. Good. These the way, cards who's, rule. Whose Washington butt is in the middle of that photo? Great for question. No Dominique is coming coming around a screen. And he is about to absolutely cook someone on the Washington Bullets. He is that this guy, this poor guy, does not know what's about to hit him. He is gonna. He's coming at full speed. He is gonna come around. He's gonna take a pass from the wing, and he's gonna dunk on this guy so hard his life will end. That, that is what's about to happen. That in this defender card. is gonna make a business decision as soon as he sees that Dominique is turning the corner. He's just gonna run to the bench. He's not even gonna try to. That's right. He's, it. he's gonna. He's gonna run to the uh, nearest Kinkos. And if you're, ask, if you look carefully. Sale. You can see that in the card, even though this is pre-cell phone era, he's on a cell phone to his agent asking him to get him work outside of basketball. Can, can I talk what's to Jim about Peterson? To happen. Can we get Jim Peterson <laughs> on the can line? We get some more? Is the there way, a front office another... job or is there like a, could I buy into an auto dealership somewhere in the Washington metro area? Something. There's another wonderful thing about that card and that butt in the middle of it is the pulled up socks. Oh yeah, the all the way up, all the way pulled up. Pulled up all the way up, mm. all the way up. This look, you know luck. how um Spencer Dinwiddie just gave that interview where he was like, no disrespect to Bob Cousy and all those guys who played in the 50s, but if you dropped me in that era, I would be a god, mm. which by the way, he is 100% <laughs> totally right. True. Very true. 100% right. That this looks a little bit like Spencer Dinwiddie was dropped into the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually Spencer that's, that's what, right there. <laughs> this is what it this is like. A, there's an alternate reality where Spencer Dinwiddie went back in time and played with Bob Cousy, and the uh, players in that era are about to start like falling to their knees and begging <laughs> their new god for mercy. That might be Mark McNamara, the center slash forward. We we can't confirm nor deny that that is who that is. In May, no, indeed. can't confirm it or deny it, but I think it is. Here's Brian Shaw for the Celtics, looking looking very worried. He looks he doesn't he's trapped he in the does. corner. He does. Shaw. He is not. He's he's being but well defended. You know defended. what? He doesn't even look worried about basketball. I think he's thinking about life. Yeah. Yeah, he might be. He's he's thinking about the the world as it is. Check out our here's our guy, Rolando Blackman. Oh. Ma- Maverick Maverick's all time leading scorer oh, at the time. Just, <laughs> from the day, just day Mark one. Mark Aguirre's nightmare, nightmare of Mark Aguirre. Check this out. 1985 Topps baseball layout. Patrick Ewing. Look at oh, that. very good. Bring back the knee pads. Fantastic. Look at this. Patrick about to get the ball and about to travel. I think, <laughs> he, I think he's he's bodying up on Kareem. Yeah, that's yeah. Kareem. There you go. That's a, that's a cool little s- moment caught right there. That is so cool, but it's especially cool if we could see Kareem's face. His face is, I, I, I don't play defense. Yeah. I am not, I'm not worried. <laughs> Too old for this. I'm not worried about what's it. <laughs> even, even if he scores, we're still going to win this game by 50. It doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't and care. And he's very Johnny Newman for the Cavs. Yep. Oh, Terry Catledge in the 85 Tops baseball layout. That's a pretty, uh, that's very a pretty nice. cool card. Very nice. All right. I got to say, man, I bought these Tops the rookies cards not having any idea what I was getting into. <laughs> I'm delighted by this. I'm absolutely it delighted. Delightful. It yeah. is the weirdly the perfect bridge between our baseball card opening and our basketball card opening. <laughs> it's so perfect. All right. Everybody open up a pack now because I think we got it. We are sort of in the. All right. So now we're, we're in the home time. stretch here, right? This is we're the final the round. We're, we're only going to talk about like three or four guys we find. Wait, but let me ask you both. Let me survey you. Should I open the upper another? I should open another upper deck pack to just see if we get that, that Jordan that and now card. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Of course. Why not? I think it's, I think it's fine. Um, all right, so we're going to open up. I am going to open up for fun this wild card collegiate basketball. Set. Me too. Uh, yeah, you open up one of those too. 
Uh, because apparently, as it says on the front, look for the wild cards. So apparently there are wild cards in here. That's very exciting. I don't Fantastic. even know what that means or what, what we got, but very exciting. All right, so let's each pick... Let's pick five cards, and we'll go rapid fire. Joe, Tom, me, Joe, Tom, me, and we'll just uh, talk about five five cards that we find in this pack. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, I, I am... Drawing a blank. <laughs> these, <laughs> these, these, are, these are astonishing cards. So I, I don't... How would you even describe these cards? Some cards do not even have a front to them. <laughs> Really? Like, 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 <laughs> Some cards are not actually cards. They don't exist. And in... there are cards. So the first card I open up is a wild card. Surprise card number three. It's a wild card. And apparently, in order to exchange this wild card, I have to send it to Dixie Highway in Hamilton, Ohio. Oh my gosh. With a self-addressed stamped envelope. Please do this. Please do this. So I'm going to send this wild card off to a to 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 get that. But here's the thing: it for what? Like, what would I even get? Well, I think it's there's probably like they probably hold some cool guys back, and that if you send the wild card and they pick one of them at random and then send it to you, would be my guess. This is, but this is to me like. That, oh, I got another one. I got two wild cards, so I can send both of them in, which I will yes. do, and fully expect them to write back to me. But here's here's my question: Is that the laziest yeah. card company in the history? They're like, that's, We're that's pretty give bad. You some cards that if you only if you want the actual card, you just got to send them to us. You got to that has them. the open- that has the sense of like this is a Ponzi scheme somehow, yes. where they're like. <laughs> Congratulations, wild card, and then send it in with some money, and you'll get something cool. And then they're just gonna take it and run away. Totally. You know what? I'm opening a different pack because I, 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 like, I don't think that's. Good. I like the that's idea that the wild card this 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 pack is like basically college players that they they realize like, hey, let's get into the college player business, and then they realize <laughs> there's like 400 times as many college players, and they realize we need a lot of filler. We can't we can't afford to pay all these college basketball players. We're way over budget let's just put in cards that have no player on the front and have them send it in but i love but i love that they that they like the ones that they actually ended up choosing because in my pack i mean there's like a john stockton and like that there's also a chris corciani uh Mm. from old nc states chris corciani uh so yeah that's not great i'm right i'm opening up a uh another pack of the inaugural edition skybox cards uh, and uh, and so I will pick out five cards out of that, and uh, and and throw them out there. All right, that's good. While you're looking, I'll do my first one, which is it's a Glenn Robinson card, but on the lower right it says Michael Jordan draft analysis. Oh, can and on, the, this? and on the back, yeah. It says, strengths, Glenn is a complete player. Offensively, he has the ability to score inside or outside, and defensively, he's difficult to beat because of his size. Side note, he was 6'7". <laughs> Team Outlook. The Milwaukee Bucks have a lot to look forward to. Getting big dogs solidifies a young lineup that will someday challenge for an NBA title. That did not happen. Oh, By draft, the way, draft I review. think it's very important. Well, Here it's very we important to say... Nobody has proven to know more about how to run an NBA team than Michael Jordan, right? <laughs> Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, thank God they, thank God they yes. got his analysis back then, yeah. <laughs> and finally, it says draft review. The margin for error at the first position in the draft is small, but it's true. Some number one picks don't pan out. That won't happen with Glenn and the Bucks. I mean, he was wow. a good player. 
That's a, you know. Big Dog was a good player, I think. Was he? Well, no, who was in that draft, though? Who should they have taken? Yeah, so the Glenn Robinson story is he, I think, flamed out pretty early. in the, like He had a good uh, few years in the league. He wasn't a bust at number one, but I'm just hearing right. Ron Howard in the back of my head be like, he did uh, not fulfill his potential. Um, so that year is the 94 NBA <laughs> draft. Uh, yeah, so number two is Jason Kidd. Number Jason three Ooh. is Grant Hill. Grant Hill. Yeah, Ooh. that's a tough one. Yeah. And number nine, coming in at number nine from UNC, our friend Eric Montross. <laughs> <laughs> Former Boston Celtic, yeah, great. Think, yeah, Jason Kidd was, I guess, was the best player in that draft. Or, or Grant Hill, depending on which one you, you want. All right, uh, I'm going to throw out my first player, which is the wonderful uh, Mark West. Yep. Remember Mark West? Mark yeah. West was that was a shot blocking guy right there. Was Mark West ever defensive player of the year? I don't think so. Um I did did I I played bass pickup basketball with Mark West in Oklahoma City, I believe. <laughs> Didn't go what? well. What? <laughs> the NBA Finals, what? the 2012 what, NBA what Finals say? was in Oklahoma City and there was like a media pickup game. And I want to say he was on the floor, the hammer. Um, no defensive wow. player of the year awards for for Mark West, but I'm. I think it was him. I want to say it was him. Did you get a shot blocked by him? I mean, that one hundred percent. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. My shot was blocked by Mark West. <laughs> I mean, Spud Webb would block my shot. There's no doubt. No, no, but I mean, but it wouldn't be cool to have Spud Webb blocked you. I mean, it would be, but that would be way one. better. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, have, if Mark Spud West Webb blocked your shot, no, you want no, of those I'd two people, a hundred percent, I would want no, Spud Webb to I'd stuff want me. Spud Webb to dunk over me, like that would be way cooler. Yeah, All right, Tom, you got yeah, one of your five. You know, so, Let's go. So here's the weird thing: is this this wild card set? Um, yeah, I'm not going with that. Yeah, they have two cards back to back of the same card. So it really they didn't do a very good job of shuffling, you know, like randomizing these cards. So I have Mark Hughes back to back Mark Hughes cards and then back to back Lamont Struthers cards, but I do have my fifth one and this is just Robert Pack. I got a Robert Robert oh, Pack. Oh, you got a card. Robert Pack at USC. Excellent. All right, I got I got the mailman. I got Carl Malone and the great thing about this Carl Malone card is on the back He's on a horse. Like I, I have. There's just a photo of him Whoa. on a horse on the back. So, uh, people, this is a card you might want right here. I'm pulling it out because I, I think people might want that card. I don't know if anyone wants Carl Malone cards. I don't know. Just saying. But it's, I don't know. If you're a jazz fan, if sure. you're a, if you're a Utah Jazz fan, that's pretty cool. I got sure. the X Man. I got Xavier McDaniel. Yes. Oh, great one. Great one. That's a pretty. That's a pretty cool card. He's Very a he's luck. a South Carolina guy, right? I think. Isn't Xavier McDaniel, yeah, the X Man. Yeah. He's from right. Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, he went to Wichita Columbia, State, but he's from Columbia, Wichita South State. Carolina. I thought he was a Wichita State guy. Yeah. Um, Hot Rod Williams is is John Williams. John Williams was a good player. He was he was actually a, quite a good player, but is John Williams a good enough player to have the Hot Rod nickname? Great question. Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel like a lot of the people who have nicknames like Hollywood and Hot Rod and things like that are not the best players, you know, like <laughs> they like isn't isn't uh does don't the Heat currently have a player who is nicknamed Hollywood isn't like isn't it Hollywood Henderson does not his nickname uh Highsmith you're talking about oh Highsmith yeah sorry yeah Haywood is not his nickname Hollywood Highsmith 
His first name but is Haywood. But doesn't he go? Yes. But does he go by Hollywood? Yeah. Okay. I'm not crazy. All right, here, real yeah, quick. That, Bill, he's not good enough Bill for Lennington, that. Bill <laughs> Lennington, this picture right here, for those who are listening and can't see it, he's just high-fiving someone, right? Like this picture? He's high-fiving nobody. <laughs> he's high-fiving the air. Come on. Even... Don't do Bill Weddington like that. Don't do former Sacramento King Bill Weddington like that. He's going up to block a shot. He just They just erased everything else and put a swirly color thing behind him. He's going. He's 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 trying to either he's trying to define he's trying to deny an entry pass or block a shot. That's what Bill Weddington. I did not realize how many basketball cards are really armpit. Yeah, a lot of. Oh, so many. It's that's really impressive. All right, I got a Scottie Pippen. I I do have a Scottie. Hey, look at that. That's probably worth something. Keep that. Put that in a top loader. Putting that aside. Yes. Got a Sydney Lowe. Oh, the great Sydney Lowe, former NC State. Great Sydney Lowe. We're, we're fans of Sydney Lowe. Let's just keep opening cards at this point. We're just gonna. I got a Derek opening. McKee and a Brian Grant. Those are kind of fun. Mm, yeah, those Look are those good. Guys. Former Sacramento King armpit. Brian Grant. You're talking. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the Kings in this photo. Yes. So yes. Uh, and and the last card. This is not a great pack. The last card I got. Pooh Richardson. Oh, Poo Richardson. The Pooh Richardson prize pack grows ever, ever greater by the minute. Okay, I am so happy I opened this extra pack yeah. because it allowed me to get my Paul McKeskey and Mike Jaminski cards back-to-back. Mm, that's, that's gold <laughs> right there. Those are two guys who are both in the Polish Hall of Fame with me. Is that really? The right? Sports Hall of Fame. Why? Put I know Jaminski. McKeskey's got to be, don't you think? Yeah. Of course. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got a Michael Jordan. <gasps> Whoa! Is that, wait, is that the same one? No, it's a different one. Is this a different one? Oh, it's a different wow. one. So wait. Wow. All right, wait. What year is that? What year is that, this Joe? This is a 90, I guess, because it looks like the last one of the year is 88, 89. 1990. So, oh, so so that's an 89, then. This is a 90 NBA hoops. Oh, I don't know. Is it an 89? I think it's, I mean, it actually has his uh, 88, 89 numbers on the back. Which he, which he averaged 32 and a half points a game. I mean, my God, in 86, 87, he averaged 37 a game. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Back Good in Lord. those days when, man, when it's just crazy. All right. All right so what so is this he, Michael Jordan? So that, that's an 88, 89 Jordan. So is it? Them, yeah. Uh, let me just see here. While you're looking that up, I have not one, but two Twitter social media superstar Rex Chapman cards. Oh. Whoa! Very nice. Very big. That's Twitter big media. Big. So wait, that's so Joe. He's holding up his index finger in that card, right? That's yeah, the he one is that, holding up his index finger. Yes. Okay. So let me. So let me. So this is the 88, 89, 1988, 89. This is good uh, podcasting right here. Mm. Just listening to me <laughs> say this out loud and type. Another good podcasting technique. Look at the armpits on Harvey Grant right here. For those oh, yeah. who can't see it, well, we got. They are just we got glorious. And Lots That's of armpit. Great. I got another Jim Peterson, by the way. So we we are loading up on the Jim <laughs> yeah. Peterson cards. Just the Jim Peterson. Okay, I'm seeing uh, Joe. I'm seeing that card uh, in gem min condition. Granted, but that's like 175 bucks. Looks like. Oh wow! Two Michael Jordan cards. One. Yeah, We've that's got pretty amazing. Two Michael Jordan cards and a Ronnie Cycli. I don't feel like DJ. we could do a whole lot. We could. Who can do it? We got. Can't do better than this. I went to Can't a nightclub in Miami um, when I was younger, and Ronnie Cycli was playing as the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. What? What? That, is, that, is, that is not a true story. Ronnie Cycli is, is now never... like a big-time Miami DJ, like a house DJ. Wow. 
Wow. I mean, that makes so much sense. I can't <laughs> believe how much sense that makes. Hey, I'm sending this one to you, Mike. This one's D Brown. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mike has to have that. that one. That's fantastic. I love, I love that in that photo, there's like just legs behind <laughs> he should he should be doing this right he should be covering his eyes with his arm yes, and should, dunking he should be blinding himself as he dunks in the dunk contest a lot of legs and a lot of knee wraps is what's happening in that photo d brown the legend a fun a fun moment in boston history is when he was arrested right near where i lived in wellesley massachusetts <laughs> while he was looking at real estate and was just like walking around looking at houses and the cops just pulled him over and we're like, what are you doing here? And he was like, wow. I'm looking at real estate. I'm... And they didn't believe him. And he was detained. Just, just great, a, great just, moments in Boston yeah, history, everybody. Say, just sort of the high quality, okay. uh, high quality work we're expecting. Yeah. All right. You know what? It, it, it is. It is. We're running out of time. It is time for one last meaningless thing. Damn this meaningless thing. It's one last meaningless thing. Sports and we draft things we know, like how beaches are terrible places to go. No hot fruit for Michael, no diet coke for Joe. The podcast whoa—it's one last whoa. This is something we do at the end of our. Uh, podcast uh, there tom where uh, mike and i will just talk about something entirely meaningless that just happened uh to come to mind uh so if you want to think up one uh we would now the, to have the it. tricky part is it ideally would be more meaningless than what we've covered in the podcast and it's impossible it to do that it doesn't have to be more meaningless mm. it's, it's we're only hoping for it to be as meaningless as as the rest and i will start to kind of give you an idea here of what uh this is doing uh i was watching um a movie the other day and it had the scene that we've all sort of seen in the movie where it's like they're in a prison and the um they have the the light like they're trying to escape the prison prison and it's at night yeah and they put the spotlight on and for some reason if like in the movies they're like they tell you to like lean up against the wall when the spotlight comes and then they can't see you <laughs> That makes no sense. That, that doesn't make sense. How? How? That can't possibly be true. That the way to avoid spotlights when in a prison escape is to like just stand with your back against the wall. That cannot possibly work. If I may, yes. I don't think that the idea is that they can't see you. I think it's that they are searching the grounds for someone who's running, and they're looking for motion. And so I think they're the idea is like oh, so be, you're saying be that still. Be still thought, and, and hide and try to camouflage. Maybe you're wearing a white uh, shirt and there's a white wall and maybe it's because it's dark. They won't see you and train the spotlight just, on you. They'll just go yeah. right by you. You're That's I, I'm guessing that that would be the theory. I thought I mentioned this to somebody else and they said, no, no, it was because what they're looking for are shadows. And then and then you you by standing directly up against the wall, you avoid the shadows. All right. I'm just saying it doesn't work. All I'm saying is if you and this could happen are in a prison and you are attempting a prison escape at night, I do not believe you will escape uh, if they put on the headlights 
uh, the, the you know the big lights and you just stand against are, the wall. I don't think that's the right call. I think that's fair. Are they assuming okay, that if you go. are running, you'll be like, you know what? I just got to get up against the wall. I'm done. I can't. They they're doing the whole stand up against the wall thing. Yeah. Well, they, it's like I saw it in a movie, but I'm just telling you, I don't think we it would works. we would love to arrest that guy, but we can't. <laughs> All right, one, my one last meaningless thing is I opened another pack of Upper Deck cards and just pulled both a Penny Hardaway rookie and a Jalen Rose rookie. Whoa! Check that out. Not you, that? that is. Do you want to hear Michael Jordan's draft analysis for Jalen Rose? Of course we do. Strengths. <laughs> oh, God, it's, the print is so tiny. I'm getting so old. Hold on. I have to turn. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to turn. The, would it be better if you I have to turn on. around and Here we show go. it to the camera so I could read it for you? Through no, the wait. Zoom oh, video. my God. I have a magnifying glass. I forgot. I actually have a magnifying glass. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. You just got older by Jaylen, 10 years. This is why we need video. Jalen will weird. have an advantage over many guards because of his ability to play the post-up game. I think that's a pretty good analysis. Yeah. That's right. Michael Jordan. He was, yeah. Yeah. He was 6'8". He was a tall guy, right? Jalen Rose, um, is that right? Yeah, he was 6'8", I want to say. Let me see. Yes, he was 6'8". I like that you're using uh, past, he, past tense because we all shrink as we get older. Go ahead. Yep. He's a player that can light a fire for his team, says Michael he, Jordan. He could light a fire. That was very true. Team Outlook, Denver has a lot of weapons. They can feature a variety of lineups because they're such great athletes. Jalen fits in right with the rest of them. Draft review. Denver was in poor shape a few years ago, but through good decisions in the draft, they've become a strong team. Jalen is virtually another lottery pick. That's wow. not bad analysis. I'm going to say okay, it right let now. Me, let me, okay, now let's, let's, let's go around for each person to say this. Percentage chance that Michael Jordan actually said it. I was things. just going to say 0%. There is <laughs> 0%. no way. What year is this, Mike? <laughs> 94, 95. So he's just won a championship. <laughs> he's heading toward another one. A, ba a basketball card company came to him and said, hey, we'd like for you to analyze every single one of the draft picks. And he said, just use my name and whatever. I don't care because I literally do not he's care. He's coming off his baseball stint and they're saying, hey, are you still playing basketball? No, I'm, I'm still deciding whether to come back. What about being a sports writer for just a second and just writing out a scouting report on every draft pick. Just, I'm just imagining Michael Jordan at his house, like going, Jalen yeah, Rose, like, man. You what, know, what do a lot I, of like, weapons. What can I add? What kind of, yeah, you just know what? like he's got reading glasses on. He's got a legal pad in front of him with a pen and he's watching tape. He's writing Just scribbling things. it down. And, the, and, the, down. Like, and, and like, their upper deck is like, man. upper deck is like, listen, you know, we can't promise anything. We think we can pay you $2,500 for this. <laughs> So if that to sweeten the pot. So just mull that over. And he's like, all right, man, it's worth it. I'll, he's like, think I'll, I'll look, I'll take the money, but it's not about that for me. It's about the analysis. Yeah. It's, it's about the work. The, I'm listening. I'm just, look, I'm breaking these guys down anyway. There's no reason. I might as well just give you the info that I'm breaking these guys down. Do you think they were like, hey. Penny Hardaway rookie and Jalen Rose rookie in the same pack. That was pretty cool. That's huge. Do you think they had That's to tell huge. Michael to like quiet down? Like, hey, this is too much. We can't, we can't fit this all on one card, oh, Michael. Oh, there's no, they had to cut. They had to cut. <laughs> he, he has, like, like, he said probably 15 other things about Jalen Rose. I like to imagine, like, yeah, David Falk showed up to his house for dinner, <laughs> and he was like, come on, man, we're going to be late. And Jordan was like, "I just go without me. I got to keep go breaking down film. I'm on deadline, I, man. I'm <laughs> just, you go without, and Michael, you're working yourself too hard. And he's like, I, this matters. <laughs> this is important. This is the 94-95 upper deck set. I mean, I mean, people are going to look at the back of this card, and they're going to be like, 
I don't know. What what am I supposed to get out of Jalen Rose this year? Like, like, they don't know. Think about Do you it. want my analysis to be subpar, David? Is that what you want for me? You want subpar analysis for the back of these cards? I'm Michael Jordan. My words I'm matter. My words matter. <laughs> I'm telling you. Do you think this I've got him the Wizards? I've spent 12 hours job? watching Jalen Rose. These cards. 100%. Yeah. Like, Abe Pollen was he, like, he, listen, he, I've got that, bas- that basketball card set. His write-ups. He is a genius. He's going to be an amazing yeah. GM one day. Come on to the front office, and maybe if you want to play, go ahead. See, I think it was like he did the interview, and they were like, "We'll let you know." And Jordan walked out and was like, "I don't think I got it. I don't think I got the. I don't think I got the job." And then he was like, "What can I do? How can I convince them?" And he was like, "Wait a second. I'm gonna." And he send them. He sent them Jalen Rhodes' 1994-95 upper deck card and was like, "Look at this. Look how I said he could play a post up game." Look at that. And they were like, you know what? You know what, Michael Jordan? We now believe in you. <laughs> That'd be amazing. He just drops the deck of cards. Yeah. Just yeah. To take a look. Just I know you've look. got a lot of good candidates for this job, but there's one thing that sets me apart, and it's this. <laughs> Pat Riley just drops just... a bunch of championship rings onto the table. Michael Jordan drops a, bu- a pack of basketball cards. Pack of unopened 94-95 upper deck basketball cards. <laughs> he was cards. like, man... You just wait till you see my Eric Mobley, man. You just wait to <laughs> yeah. see what I said about Eric Mobley. <laughs> oh. All right, so all, all right. right, Tom, do you have something for us? Something completely meaningless? Yeah, um, I I was watching Billions, that show on uh, on Showtime. I think it is. Sure, um, Brian mm-hmm. Koppelman. Sure. Yeah, um, Brian Koppelman. It's a, it's a great show, but I wanted to point out uh, I was watching one of the stars, Kate Sacker, on the show. And sure. I was wondering, because I, I hadn't heard of her before, but she does a great job on the show. So I Googled her, the actress, and she is actually, um, n- she is the daughter of Ahmad Rashad. Whoa. Whoa. Condola, I believe, her name is Condola Rashad. And, and, and Felicia? And, and Felicia. Felicia. So it's Claire Huxtable Whoa. and, and uh, Ahmad Rashad. Um, it's their daughter, and she's amazing on the show. And I thought... Who has a better connection to sports than um, than Kate Sacker, the, the actress who plays Kate Sacker? Turns out, not the only one on that show with a sports connection. An actor, okay. the face of that show, Paul Giamatti, the son, sure. of, son of A. Bartlett. That's right. So I'm trying to think, like, what's the more impressive sports connection? Ahmad Rashad is my dad or Art Bartlett is my uh, Angelo Bartlett is my father who was the commissioner of baseball. No, de- definitely Ahmad Rashad. I mean, that's I'm sorry, that's not. Plus, I'm I'm. There's no way with Paul Giamatti doing the uh, doing the Verizon commercials that we can say anything <laughs> good about him. Come on, point. let the man make a living. Yeah. <laughs> Let them, let they, I, mean, I like Cecily Strong's right. come up there, though. I, I'm a big fan of that. And poor Maya Rudolph got mixed yeah, into but, the M&M's thing. Like, yeah, but uh, look, I don't mind. Look, make all the money you want. But Paul Giamatti has built like a, a like a career. He's built a career. He's, he's got a hugely successful show. He's been in movies. He's done everything. And they were like, we want you to be Einstein in this, <laughs> in this commercial. Here's what and I love about it, though. Here's like, what I love. Here's what I love. And this is why Paul Giovanni rules. Because he was like, all right, if I'm playing Einstein, I'm going to, like, play Einstein. Gonna, he, like, I'm leaned committed. into it so hard. Method acting he, like, yep. I, I, I bet you anything. He went back. He looked, He studied photos. He had notes on the wig. He was like, "How? okay, what is it? What is a 
the exact accent they would he would have had at this moment in his life in this metaverse where he's still alive and using a cell phone company like but sure. like Paul Giamatti does not half ass an acting role even if it's no. for a Verizon ad. I love it so much. I want Daniel Day Lewis to start doing Verizon oh, ads that's awesome. and just like be give, give the most scintillating performances you've ever seen in your life so, in a 30 second ad. How many times do you think Paul Giamatti at home in front of a mirror said brilliant yeah. you know just like just saying that line yeah. over and over and over i bet he like, went to like a library at princeton and listened to some old <laughs> scratchy recordings of einstein giving lectures in physics and like I'll, it, i i love it so much i think it's wonderful and i th- i applaud him for his dedication to his craft <laughs> it is amazing it it's, is amazing and like his so hair is perfect you think he's like one well, little hair, hair's yeah. out of the way he's like listen sure and just berating the hair, the hair stylist, yeah. being like, this! he's got he's got reference photos in front of him, and he's like, I need to look exactly oh, yeah. like this. Like when he went on the set the first time he went on the set, he like he's like left and went to his trailer. He's like, fix this. Yeah. That's not authentic. That's not authentic. None it's of this. It's a six is right. second. Spot, I bet he Paul. made he made everybody address him as Einstein to, for, during the shoot because he wanted to stay in character. It's wonderful. It's totally wonderful. All right. We're going to have to sign off, but before we do, we're going to say all of this one more time. Yeah. Please, the, all of this nonsense is done uh, as we try to raise money for the Eleanor and Lou Gehrig ALCSALS Center. Um, and uh, and we have, you, you have done incredible work. You've, you've raised more than $50,000. Uh, amazing. We would love for to raise uh, more. We're going to keep this going until February 1st. We actually wow. have a very special... Uh, podcast set up for next week, which I'm not mm-hmm. going to uh, hint at, but it's uh, but it's going to be incredibly cool. Uh, and so, you know, we're going to have lots and lots of prizes. We've told you some of them. Now we've got wonderful stuff from from Tom as well. So if you would like to be a part of the uh, of the uh, uh, contest raffle, whatever you want to call it, that is a separate thing. I also have here. We'd love for you to- if we want to throw another thing in there. In the prizes. Uh-oh. I was wondering, wow, Joe, in more would prizes. you like to sign Mike Schur's book? And <laughs> 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 we could send it to a, a listener I, as, I, as I a have prize. Signed, I, have, I have signed uh, Mike's book before. Yes, that, we've done that. Yeah. We, we yeah. have actually done the There were people who requested that I write something in one of Joe's books or that he write something in one of my books. With him, my, my book. Fantastic. But, but is, that, that, maybe that, we'll make that available as an option, we'll too. Make who cares? Yes. Look, it's all available. Believe me, we're, we're going we're gonna to be incredibly generous. This is going to be so, the first ever raffle, uh, prize package raffle, where you, the winner, can essentially design whatever you want to win. <laughs> like, we're just going to put a, a buffet in front of you of objects, cards, books, things, hats, books, whatever. Like, you can get what Tom, you can get Tom Haberster to sign Jonathan Igg's book. You can get yes. Jason Kander to, to write my name on a hat. Who cares? This is all, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be tons of prizes and fun stuff. So two things completely separate. First, we'd love for you to donate. Go to uh, GoFundMe.com uh, slash podcast. And that's where you can donate. Uh, and we would love for you to do that. Separately, if you would like to be a part of this raffle, uh, send us a, an email to uh, uh, podcastraffle, P-O-S-C-A-S-T, raffle uh, at gmail.com. Send in. If you want to be a part of the Jeter raffle, you don't have to do anything. If you don't, you just need to insult Jeter at some point. The least deserving uh, gold so glove winner in it. the history of baseball. Derek there Jeter. you go. Now you're, now, you go. You're, now you're talking sense. 
you can do that and uh and and we'll we'll uh, make sure you're not entered into it so february 1st uh is going to be the cutoff date and then we are going to hopefully uh on the day that uh pitchers and catchers report mike and i are talking about pulling prizes and and doing all of that stuff. naming so, names yep naming names so all of that's coming up tom Cannot thank you enough for joining us. You are the best. Go to June 2nd. Find a ballpark, Major League Ballpark near you, June 2nd this year, Lou Gehrig Day. Go support Lou Gehrig Day and ALS Awareness. Make it happen. It's awesome. It's awesome. And Mike, as always, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.